0: hey everybody welcome to the growing with fishes podcast i'm steve
1: hi I'm this guy
0: i'm brain grow
2: i'm your rider.
3: Uh, hey i'm kurt
2: all
0: right and uh hopefully marty's will be joining us here in a second um, he was having a, everybody seemed to have technical issues today, just yeah. about. So, um, <laughs> uh, I apologize for the delay in the start of the show. Um, we do this podcast every week to promote both aquaponics and cannabis and gardening. Um, we, uh, cover all different kinds of topics, get all different kinds of guests. Um, today we have Brian grow back again. We have Kurt who I don't think you've been on the show before. Have you? No, sir. Okay. We're excited. Um, Excited so to have him on.
1: He's a long-time listener, first-time caller.
0: Yeah, long time listener, first-time caller. Uh, and then, fish ganja guy, and and your writer. Um, Yo writer's uh, uh, a gentleman I met out down in San Diego, and he's had uh, a lot of positive impacts um, thanks to cannabis uh, on his life. And he's going to talk about his experiences today, and um, we're just going to have a little cannabis celebration here. Um, it's uh four twenty and uh you know time to celebrate and talk about, you know, different general cannabis stuff. So uh first why don't we start off with your writer and um you can tell us about uh you know your uh your experiences and you know, I think you just started a charity as well and you've really been doing a lot of really awesome work. So why don't you tell us about that and about yourself?
2: Well, uh, what I did was uh I Once I was going through chemo, I, uh, they had this stuff called a mend and that helped you a little bit with the uh, nausea. But when I came home and I packed myself a big bong rip, immediately the uh, sickness went away, um, by like almost a hundred percent. And so once I found that out, I got really happy and I started DJing while being super high. And, uh, and so in one of my, one of my first mixes, you can hear me while I'm going through chemo, I'm DJing. And I, uh, I basically challenged myself every round of chemo that I did, I did a different style of music. And the Blue Dream was a big help in that area because it uh, really got me going. And I don't know. I just something about Blue Dream uh, brings the, uh, criti- the uh, creativity out. So it's, uh, it's very uh, it was definitely one of my favorite strands. And uh, then I also started smoking a lot more sativas to keep myself up. But the biggest, um, uh, let's see, uh, positive thing about marijuana, though, is definitely the food uh, or being hungry. I never had a problem about being hungry. I just, uh, I took the indica and that was the, when I used for food and um, I never had any issues about the people are telling me like they're tasting like, you know, uh, metal or something like that with the chemo. And I'm like yummy <laughs> because uh, I, have, I had a humongous munchies. Um, I also found the <laughs> droplets to be super helpful as well. Um, not just smoking, but also using just the, uh, the droplets of the THC. Or, okay. um, I'm not sure exactly. See, the only thing is, is like this happened a while back and I got really high, so I don't remember all the details, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I think it was, uh, it was just, I think it wasn't CBD. I think it was a straight THC because it was, my other friend was getting it for me, but yeah, the you're most, getting
3: pretty high, it was, it was definitely
2: not the CBD. Yeah. I was <laughs> really, really high. So that, that's definitely the case. Um, and, uh. But the, the interesting thing was on my last round of chemo, which was round 12, um, we, I was staying with my parents at the time and they were helping me get through it. And uh, I, and there's this amend pill, which is actually a hundred dollars a pill normally, which is the first three days or the hardest for chemo. It really, it's like, uh, luckily I've been training for this since eighth grade because the people that have the worst hangovers with alcohol can usually deal with chemo better than anybody else. So I've been training for chemo since eighth grade. So that was that was a good thing. <laughs> and uh, I almost wanted to make a shirt that says, chemo is bad, but my hangovers are worse. <laughs> but I decided not to do that. But uh, anyways, while I was having the uh, three, uh, while I was looking for these amend uh, pills, I, my parents and me, just we couldn't find them anywhere. And uh, after a while, I was like, crap, I don't know what to do. So I called my buddy up and I was like, dude, I'm going to need every single THC thing there is. Give me the droplets. Give me the, you know, just everything. And I, uh, I don't know if it was a mix between the chemo and the THC or whatever, but that was like the first time, like I got so high that I started like seeing like waves. (laughs) And, um, but the best thing was, is normally the three, the amend, it, it hardens your stomach, so it makes it actually kind of hard to go to the bathroom, so you got to use, like, you know, Miralax or whatever. When I used the marijuana, my stomach didn't get hard. I had no side effects whatsoever. It was just – it was and actually, it was round 12, so I was, like, practically just skin and bones. And uh, um, I uh, – but I, once it uh, happened, it basically uh, – it, uh, it was actually my best round of chemo out of all of them and uh i was like damn it i wish i'd you know just smoked weed uh, a lot hardcore more hardcore when i was going through the three days and uh, i, I would have been a lot better off because that was the hardest thing was you know your stomach gets hard from this amend and that an amend is also a hundred dollars per pill so um that was that was when i that, that was a real wake-up call when i was like holy shit hey, tell me. thc terrible. is like a real thing
4: I actually have a question for you. Yeah. Um before that were you actually like a recreational user or is that more you like your first time using cannabis?
2: Uh yeah, I was definitely a recreational user, but I wasn't uh, I wasn't like obsessed with it. I just kinda did it like here and there with my buddies. Um but uh I was mainly more involved with drinking compared to that. So I'd say I, I just, after I smoked though, and I was like, man, my creativity is like getting a lot better. And I, and I really focused in on also producing music. And I noticed that when I was smoking marijuana, that also helped. And sometimes I was kind of feeling like lazy and sluggish. And then I'd take some of that uh, green crack uh, strand and that got me going again. So I, I was, that, after that, and I actually don't, I'm not as much of a smoker as I, I'll smoke here and there, but I, I don't smoke daily. So uh, it just depends on what I'm feeling. I use it actually not as a recreational thing anymore. I use it as a tool. Awesome. Yeah. Any other questions?
0: Uh, what are the, so um, a lot of people are in similar situations or are relatives in similar situations like what advice would you have as someone that's gone through all this as far as like where to start for resources or, or you know, um, you know, what would be a good thing to start with that kind of thing?
2: That's a very good question. And I'm glad you asked that one because that's the one actually I'm trying to get out to the masses. Um, the main thing is, is a couple of things. One, when you're going through chemo. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, you want to like, be happy that you're about to get chemo because if you start to be like, oh no, here comes all this stuff, your body is going to tighten up and your body is going to get, the, the immune system is going to get stronger than it needs to and it's going to fight the chemo instead of just letting it happen. So for me, when I was, when I was going through the chemo, I actually was like, okay, this, this is the stuff that's going to save my life. I'm really happy this, this is coming into me instead of fearing it. And I think that is a big part of, because your immune, your, your body is a defensive thing. So the more that you relax it, I feel like the more it will uh, listen to you. And so I also would suggest, uh, I've always told my friends this, whenever they're going through chemo, or if they have to go through chemo, find a passion that you've always wanted to get. Because like I was kind of into DJing like here and there. Uh, but then once I like completely lost myself into DJing and producing music, I was very happy and I was busy. My mind was elsewhere. Like there's at times it was kind of weird where chemo, I watching television was more work for me than to being DJing and, and music because that really brought me like way more pleasure. So I really would suggest that if someone is going to go through chemo, have a passion or start a new one and just get, become a master at it. Like if you're a, and then once you like, so like, for example, if you are a knitter, actually, that's not a good example. Cause I don't know anything about knitting, <laughs> but uh, let's say uh, if you're, a, 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 so I'll just use my music as an example. Cause that's the one that I know the most is for once I learned house music, I was like, okay, I got this. Then I started like, well, how do I produce music? Then I, and then I got that down. So then I started like, just I always was learning. And while I was always learning, it kept my mind busy. I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. That's another thing. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't be stressed out. Stress is the number one killer of, of everything. It, 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 I, it messes with your immune system. It messes with your brain. It's, it's the killer of uh, a lot of things. So can't be stressed out. Uh, be willing to be like realize that the chemo isn't like not terrible. It's uh, it's your, it could be your teammate. Um, and then uh, also, uh, what I would suggest is if you're a person that is coming into a room with someone that's chemo, don't ask him the first thing of like, oh hey, how you feeling? Because then that reminds them again. Oh shit, yeah, I'm feeling like, like this is this is I'm um, I'm here and I'm feeling bad or I'm the uh, Instead, can can I interject real quick? Yeah. Um, I just want to support what you're
1: saying right there because I work in the medical field um, uh, in the hospital and I've worked on chemo units. And uh, what you're saying, as far as the person's attitude and their viewpoints, and that it definitely is evidence based um, as far as Mm -hmm. people's ability to heal and the body's ability to work towards that goal of healing. Mm -hmm. Uh, wow. So everything you're saying is definitely well documented, and uh, I definitely support what you're saying as far as getting a hobby, something that'll help you get through, and uh, trying to stay positive in every way. Because if you're all down and in the dumps, your body's gonna follow suit. And if you're trying to stay positive and you know stay on a good track, your body's gonna try and follow that. Right. Think of, think of like um like a dog. You know where its nose goes, the rest of it's gonna follow. Exactly.
2: Your body is a computer. If you program it to think a certain way, then it'll it'll do it, you know, so 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So like when you walk into like someone's room and you already got them a passion, instead of asking how they're feeling, ask them about what they're doing with the passion part. Like, oh, hey, like, have you learned how to do like kicks and drums at the same time or just change the subject? Don't you don't have to talk like and uh, I'm sorry, there's one more thing also. Don't read the side effects. <laughs> I didn't read any of the side effects of when I had these huge papers and, and the, uh, almost covering my entire wall, which I still have my on my wall as a reminder to be happy about life. But I, I had that entire huge thing, and then there's just one, and that was just a mend. And I just never read any of it because, like we were just talking about with the computer, our brains, if if we read a thing about side effects, and be like, might cause uh itching after like 12 o'clock or something around 12 o'clock you're gonna start kind of feeling itchy and so it's like you so i just didn't have my mind think about anything about that and i just kind of just went off in my little world like i didn't have too many visitors i just kind of did my own music thing and was alone a lot of the time but actually i kind of feel like that was finding yourself in a way so
1: yeah i only look at the uh the Dangerous side effects of things or it says call the doctor immediately yeah. But I mean right. that's one of the reasons like you're saying uh, that myself and pretty much everyone else. I know in the medical field We hate WebMD Because man you look at that and you'll think you have some Ridiculous foreign rare disease and it's like you just have an itch on your ass.
2: Yeah
0: you know? Right, okay, and uh, uh, and in defense of WebMD <laughs> Um. I had a, when I was young, I was in second or third grade, I got a rare, ultra rare type of pneumonia. I was the fourth or fifth case ever recorded in the United States with this particular type of pneumonia. And wow. they misdiagnosed it as appendicitis because it was a calci- I was getting calcifications in the bottom of my lungs. So I had like abdominal pain almost. So they cut me open and um, <laughs> they cut me open, didn't find anything. And I came out of anesthesia to like screaming. And I was like, what the hell? I look over and my dad is going, you cut my son open and you didn't fire anything? And he picked him up by his throat and put him halfway through the wall. <laughs> that's,
2: so, a, that's, that's a um, little side effect. You know.
0: <laughs> so, so like two more weeks went by and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And eventually this, this student came in. Because uh, they, after they gave up on figure- diagnosing me, they started just bringing in like med students and like random things. This was at Jefferson University down in Philly. And they ended this up uh, with figuring diagnosis
1: with WebMD? I'm going to be so pissed.
0: No, it wasn't with WebMD, but my <laughs> point is that it was just some student. She goes, oh, it's blah, 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 pneumonia. Uh, run this test, this test, and this test, and you'll figure it out. And the reason why you guys don't know what the hell it is is because there's only been like three cases in the United States, and I just had a test on this last week. So, like, just, just because something's weird or oddball and happens to be on WebMD, like, you might actually have that weird or oddball thing. Like, I actually was, like, the fourth or fifth person to ever get that type of pneumonia. So,
2: Oh, yeah. well Don't get me wrong. It's, like, if I, uh, if I started feeling any sort of, like, side effect and I'm, like, okay, well, that's, you know, then I'll, like, read about, like, I'll, I'll call my doctor about it and everything, but, like, I won't read, like, all the shit that's going to happen, you know, because it's, yeah. like, then your body will just start to think and, you know, anything. And so I like, like we going back to the computer thing. So if I did start to like all of a sudden feel like, I mean, there is one point where I almost died from chemo. I, uh, but that was because I think I had a visitor and he stayed too long and you know how your immune system goes down because I was at a temperature of uh, 105. Well, and yeah, I mean,
1: you're probably on neutropenic precautions where you have a white count of less than one. So they can't have any flowers or fruits in the room because you're going to catch something from even that.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I totally had, had like a, at one point, I did have a roommate. Almost, he lived in the same room with me. So that was, but also like I, will admit, I was not the best uh, at like I really didn't accept that I was going through chemo. So I like still traveled, and I actually went to raves and did all the ravey stuff. <laughs> I just I as I figured, if I'm gonna die, I might as well be dying dancing. So it, it's... Right? That's... <laughs> that's kind of the way I was... <laughs> like. I, I just like completely forgot that I was going through it. You know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So that was kind of my thing uh, that I was, uh, I just completely ignored it. But but so uh, going back to the, that was to get a temperature of 105. This is kind of a funny story that I was like shivering and I was like, and they were, uh, they, this person came over to me and she asked me what my religious preference was. (laughs) And I was shivering, I was like, oh, yeah. Google. <laughs> and uh, they were like, what? And I was like, God, I don't know. I just I just never accepted that I was, you know, like, so I never let my brain, so I was just joking around, even though I, I didn't quite realize I was on the brink of death. I was just kind of still joking my whole way through. And then uh, this was actually when I was supposed to have my comeback party, so I was more disappointed than that than anything else. And, uh, but, you know, I came back to you and, and and that was actually, I once I came back from that, I actually made a mix called This Is War. And then I started really realizing that, like, I am dealing with something that's hardcore. So I actually um, did not go out anymore after that happened. I started taking it more uh, seriously. But I did have somebody living with me for a little bit, and he was helping me, uh, uh, just helping with the DJ stuff and promoting and all of that. Cause I was already planning my comeback party. <laughs> so, yeah. Also,
0: who's tools? Uh, somebody's sawing
2: Something.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: That's cool. Can you just? Wait? I, I you hope it's signed. Okay. Okay. We know you to make. It I wonder song. what he's
2: doing. It's like. <laughs> we'll hope it's signed. But, uh, yeah, I guess that kind of – I think I've covered um, – do you guys have any other questions?
0: Do we have any questions from chat for him?
1: How long have you been uh, cancer-free? Or are you still undergoing? Since, doing? Been,
2: since years, uh, years. 2000 – I happened in 2010. Uh, I was done in 2011. Congrats. So, yeah. So, like I said before, some people like with the whole chemo thing, you know, they really look at it badly, but I mean, I'm here I am, you know, so. I am very curious though, about CBD, though.
1: I got to log off for one second. I'll be
2: right back, guys. Okay. okay. I'll take some chat questions if needed.
0: Yeah, I was trying to, do we have any questions, EC and whoever else is in here? Uh, let's see. Does anybody in chat have any questions on the live feed? Sometimes it takes a second to update. Um, Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, what's up, Aquaponic Dummy? For those of you, uh, welcome to the show. For those of you who don't know, Aquaponic Dummy is one of the biggest supporters of the show, probably the biggest in terms of actual products and stuff. He gives away products pretty regularly for the show and in chat and stuff like that. And, you know, he's really goes out of his way to, to help people and has one of the dopest uh, aquaponic cannabis setups that i've seen for sure well,
3: i love the show and i love being here <laughs> all
0: right meanwhile, meanwhile think- yo rider's over there trashing his car
2: <laughs> i'm not trashing my that wasn't even me that wasn't even me i'm not i'm not making any noise at
0: all what it's- uh so <laughs> you're uh you just started a charity yo rider
2: yeah i did for a little bit uh I had a company called rageforreason.com. Um I was starting that also up while I was going through chemo and uh and we rented out spin and I got some big DJs and one of them now is on tour with uh you know, or, or, I mean they they they've been all over they were but I knew that I got them when they were not quite big yet and then uh now they're big they're called Vendetta they're uh they've been at like Tomorrowland and all those other places and I got them early so it was really cool that I Brought them all in and then whatever I made, uh, I uh, we we gave it to uh, Rady's Children's Hospital. So I raised uh, $500. I was planning, hopefully, to do a lot more than that. So, but uh, there was a very small amount of people that came through, actually, to be honest. So then I, I kind of took some steps back and uh, realized that I need to become a bigger company and then I can make a bigger difference. So that's kind of what I want
0: awesome yeah Oh, uh, so when you were using uh cannabis for your stuff were you you said you were using both flour and oil or do you want to talk more about yes. what different products work for you best and things like that
2: yeah well I, i'll be honest i mean maybe they have better tasting and stuff now but that tasted like, like tar molasses and and a little bit of car oil, all in one. It did not taste good at all. So I only had like overall in my chemo experience. I think I only drank maybe about five or six drops because I just really hated it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did love. I did bong bong rips uh, compared to like pipe hits. I don't know. I'll admit though too. I probably shouldn't. But uh, I also took bong rips right before I had to. Dr- right before I drove home. Because I didn't didn't have anybody uh, pick me up or whatever. Like, I I just drove myself. I kind of...
1: So, allegedly, you did this.
2: Yeah, allegedly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, allegedly.
2: uh, Yeah. But uh, actually, I will say, though, a little shout-out to Revolution. Uh, I listened to Revolution every time I drove myself home as, like, a positive way to, you know... And then, like, I also was getting really pumped up because I'm like, oh, I'm going to play a lot of music this weekend. Like, you know, so... It's just like uh, I always had something to look forward to, I guess, too. So maybe that's a good way to help out with uh, going through the process is the passion is also set yourself like certain goals.
1: better your attitude going into it, the better your outcome is going to be probably.
2: Yeah, I think I'm, you know, I I totally agree with that. So that's why uh, that's, that's pretty much... I've given the same advice pretty much to every single person. I've really never really switched it up, and they've all told me that they've done really well with it. So, nice. You know, so,
6: yeah. it, it
5: really shows how powerful the placebo effect is. Not necessarily that you did the placebo effect, but just having that positive mindset and what you were talking about reading the, uh, the side effects right. of the chemo. Like that just gets in your head and makes yes. you feel a certain way. So, I mean, that, that's awesome, man. Your positivity is incredible.
2: Well, oh, thank you. And actually, I forgot to mention this part. I'm in a uh, documentary uh, called the Heartbeat Documentary.com or whatever, and it's about how music uh, heals the body. And uh, so he, my buddy, he's gotten some really big people involved. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of some people. Like He's got Mikey Lyon. Um, he's got Lee Reynolds. Um, there's... I think he was talking about DJ Dan as well and thievery corporation is going to be there on this one and it's like wow. and also he goes uh, he's going to like this is a uh, uh, directed by Mike Bo- Bodie and he uh, he goes all the way like to where those I don't even know what they're called I'm, I'm, I'm a hippie in training. Uh, there's little things that they hit and go dong not a gong, but like something much smaller, hang drum. but they have vibrations all around, uh, hang, when you're laying down, down. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Sort of. I think it's called a hang drum.
2: No, no I, 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 I love those things. It's not a hang drum. It's like, uh, it, they ha- I, I'm, I experienced it in LIB where you lay <laughs> down and you're surrounded by metal And then they make certain noises that have the whole metal and the vibrations and everything go all over your body.
1: Well, Steve's the closest thing we have to a hippie, so I think what he (laughs) said would probably be right.
2: Yeah. No, I've I've drummed in a hang drum. (laughs) My my, my roommate has one, so I know it's not that.
1: Was it like a singing bowl or something like that, where they just kind of hit the rim?
2: No, but you're surrounded by metal, though, too. So there's like a whole like fence around you that's all these metal things and then so you lay down in it and then they have like i'd say it's closer to a gong than anything else to be honest but uh, anyway so that he so uh this this uh documentary is about how people pulled through through music um a lot like uh, one of them like the main direct the director he had a helicopter uh, crash and he broke his back and all this stuff and he said that the music when he went to music festivals and kind of just kind of went out there like really healed him and uh, multiple people be uh, say the djs that went through crazy stuff like i did they all said like the music kind of pulled them out of it so um hobby if you have a passion definitely follow that but if you really have any sort of maybe interest in music i would go that direction for at least the healing process part so so yeah heartbeat documentary it actually has even pumpkin in it as well so rest in peace buddy what, uh, kind,
5: of, what kind of music uh it has the positive effects
2: um i'm all over the place with music so but a lot of people are uh there's a lot of deep house djs in this one uh kind of like the more tribal feel to it of That's like true. like desert hearts and um you know those kind of guys because it's like a the, that deep tech house. It's like you, you all just start to go in the same motion and everything. But for me, I'm a little different. I I mean I can't be yo know, I can't be called the yo writer if I if I'm playing nothing but house music. I, I gotta throw in some '90s hip hop that beats bass music and all that kind of stuff. But um, I like my bass music, but I also like house music. I just like it all, you know. And now and I did 12 rounds of chemo, so that means I did 12 different kinds of music so now i fell in love with all those 12 different kinds of music so but yeah i'd say mostly the what my what my buddy like the from like when he survived the um helicopter crash and all of that he said it was like the deep house music and he was just up for a long time and just kind of the body just it heals you somehow so i don't know i think it's also a, uh has to do with pure happiness as well so between those two combinations i think that's what also really helps the uh healing process
5: well i'm sure if you're really into music like you are you know being a professional you know that that's that's your stuff so you you really get into it
2: yeah well actually to tell you the truth i was not really into it i was more into the party scene and I was a club promoter and I just kinda DJ for here and there because I became kind of, well all my friends told me to do it because I always made these playlists that were like six hours long and they were doing this and people were like, why don't? Why aren't you a DJ? And I'm like, cause I wanna party and I'm like, <laughs> but, uh after But uh, after, like nothing would have stopped me from partying except for I believe the chemo was the only thing that slowed me down and then I, a new side of me was born basically I'd have to say.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, what, uh, uh, so, is there any particular symptoms or, like, unpleasantries that you found the cannabis helped with a lot, you know, for people that are maybe on chemo that are, can, you know, have considered it, but maybe, like, you know, need some, you know, need more insight as to why they should consider it further?
2: Um, definitely, uh, the the stomach one was the big one because like I said the amend when you're when you're feeling nauseous it uh, it hardens your stomach so then you have to like figure out where you're at with the Miralax and everything like that but like I said the lat the uh, the last round of chemo I just smoked a shit ton of weed where I was I like I said I was pretty much hallucinating but um, uh, it got me through it and it was one of my best rounds of chemo so uh, but there i'm sure honestly there's so many different types of cancer and there's so many different places you know that it, there, uh, there's so many different side effects but uh i, I for me uh, the, the the food was a lot better when you're high <laughs> and so you so i definitely ate i never had a problem with not eating and uh also when you need to sleep you know you take the indica and you go down and then if you need to exercise to get your body up and going you know you smoke the sativa to get yourself outside so all those kind of things
0: awesome do you uh have you grown it all or or no done you have your own?
2: Have i've you never own? really grown my own i uh a lot of my friends were really into all that stuff so i just kind of um hung out with them and everything i was kind of like the party guy so like my friends would be the the, the the stoner guys, and I would bring the party to them, kind of thing. And so like, they didn't. I, I didn't really care about learning all that stuff. I, because I knew it was eventually. I just had a feeling that marijuana was going to get legalized and everything, so I was like, I don't care about. It. And also, I hate math. So between those two things, <laughs> I just, I uh, yeah, I never got around to growing.
0: Awesome. Well, do you have any questions for anyone on the show, or uh, uh, how long have
2: uh, for the? Uh, hydroponics is that is that how you pronounce it we do aquaponics we do with the fish waste and yeah i actually randomly have one of those in my backyard and so one of my other roommates is messing with that so awesome yeah you should come check it out uh, absolutely so how long has that been invented is that a newer thing or has that been around for a long time so it depends
0: on what your definition of aquaponics is um, if you're talking strictly like wicking beds, um, that goes back about 3,000 years to the Mexico City. Um, they had the chinampas, where they took giant trees and they made palisade walls inside this shallow lake, and they they dredge the bottom of the lake and put the mud and and the really rich soil from the bottom of the lake into the uh, in these mounds that were walled off in these palisades, and they plant their gardens on top of it and doesn't need to be watered because the lake water comes in through the soil. Um, and those have been around an extremely long time Um, and that's kind of the first instance of aquaponics Um, but in the more modern sense um, was it 1979 they founded the UVI uh, research uh, facility over in the University of Virgin Islands Um, and then uh, was it Dr. Rikosi and Dr. Sandoval um, as well as uh, Charlie Schultz and a couple of others um, founded that well they didn't uh, Charlie Schultz joined it slightly after but um, you know, they kind of pioneered the the you know wider commercial aspect of aquaponics in general. And after that it kind of became slowly more commercialized. It wasn't really popular until about the nineties or late early two thousands and then it really kind of took off.
5: So Steve, why would you um how, why would you talk your rider into growing aquaponics if you were to want to uh, start growing versus uh, a soil method or something like that?
0: Sure. So, um, reasons to do aquaponics before. It's better. <laughs> um, yeah, for one, it tastes better. Um, anyone in the. Every, in fact, pretty much everyone except for your rider in here is, has grown aquaponics, except I'm not sure about Kurt, but I know that definitely Aquaponic dummy and Brian Grow and Fish Ganja Guy, all of us have grown and. I mean, it's a night and day difference in, in flavor. Uh, in 90% so smooth. Of the cases, yep. So, uh, and that makes a world of difference. Hey, Marty's finally back. Um, and uh, you know that really makes a difference. You also use significant. Oh, that's uh, never mind. It's Kurt. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was Marty. <laughs> um, so the. Uh, You end up with a much better flavor use a lot less water Uh, It's cheaper per run because fish food is cheaper than hydroponic nutrients uh, And you only need to supplement 30 to you know between 25 and 35 ish plus minus percent uh, Of the nutrients that you would in a normal hydro or or soil system because the fish waste is generating so much You also are are running an active organic system so you have so many microbes in there that you have lower chance of um, pathogens taking over like e coli salmonella Pythium uh, and other things that can be harmful to either your plants or yourself um, because of the, uh, you know, how many microbes you have in the system. Um, it, uh, the, you know, sh- through co- sheer competition, um, it makes it very hard for anything to colonize in a high enough percentage that, you know, will wipe everything out. You can also use stuff like lactobacillus ferments um, to boost your trichoderma if you do happen to have something like that that will kind of consume everything. Um, so. <laughs> Um, that can definitely cause issues uh, uh, or not cause issues but can you know it's another advantage to aquaponics that the the plants you know through studies done at University of Hawaii and University of Wisconsin and University of Arizona uh, all three universities have shown that the um, uh, plants filter the water at the root zone and aquaponic systems because of high competition uh, with with other microbes in the system um, can uh, uh, you know re, uh, University of Hawaii for example, for instance, introduced a bunch of um, uh, pathogens into the system and released them into the water and it showed that through both uh, competition for food and then being consumed by other you know beneficial microbes, <clears throat> as well as the filtration system in the plant roots itself, uh, uh, prevented any of those uh, pathogens from getting into the plant tissue or the fish tissue so. Does that answer your question?
5: Absolutely. I, I just, you know, I mean, I, you, I've heard the podcast multiple times and heard you say it multiple times, but I just like that positive reinforcement for new listeners and myself, you know.
0: Sure. It also well, uses way less water. It uses five to ten percent of the water. So.
1: Yeah, it uses uh, well five percent, five to ten percent of the water that you would be using for a soil grow, but also way, way less than you would be for a hydroponic because hydro, you got to dump that reservoir every now and then, but. You're never doing that with uh, aquaponics unless you have to do like a emergency water change. But even then, <laughs> you could save that water and just reuse it later.
0: Yep, most of the time. <laughs> Nine times out of 10. Um, uh,
1: and I had a question on uh, my channel um, about uh, two weeks ago that I was going to, I told uh, the person that we'd probably talk about it on this show. If um, you don't mind, Steve, it's uh, actually a pretty good one. We go haven't talked about it on this uh, podcast before. But um, when it comes to the the planter, the the bed that we put the plants in or the hydrogen media, they're asking about the size, like the depth and uh, what we would recommend. And I said, well, that can depend on a bunch of factors, such as what you're growing um, and also uh, the environment you're growing in, the room you're growing in, uh, what you're planning on doing with it. But um, I figured we could discuss some of the different aspects of it uh, here too, because I know like – With the dual root zone, um, with how I saw your setup before and how I'm doing some of mine, uh, there is no hydrogen media in the bed, and it can be a shallower bed. Um, But a lot of people might say do like a one-foot deep, so it can do those three zones. Um, I was wondering if you want to touch on that. What
0: do you mean by three zones?
1: Well, like um, when I was learning originally uh, just from Murray Hallam's DVDs, it talks about you have the dry zone at the top, you have the aquaponic zone in the middle, and then you have that sludgy zone down at the bottom. Um, and by having that 12 inches of uh, bed, you can really allow for that.
0: So the sludgy zone at the bottom is only there if you don't have really good filtration. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the things that I would disagree with um, Murray Hallam with, um, at least in that one aspect. Um, the other thing is if you have like a good amount of like mm-hmm. black worms or um, something like that, uh, it can definitely, um, you know, prevent that from being an issue at all and help reduce issues. Uh, uh, black what worms about is...
1: white blackworms as opposed to like red wigglers or the composting worms?
0: Sure. So red wigglers and composting worms are awesome, but they're huge and they also don't like anaerobic areas, whereas the blackworms uh, love to seek out those anaerobic areas, break it down, liquefy that, uh, bring oxygen in there. and, and Keep that bottom of your media beds so from getting clogged up or anything like that. Nice. And they really make a really good, dif- you know, big difference, especially if you're doing like straight media beds and you don't have a whole lot of filtration or it's a smaller system or um, you're doing lots of smaller tropical fish, because the those worms will end up floating through the system and, um, you know. Uh, End up as fish food and everything else, um, but they are really good at cleaning and especially getting into those anaerobic zones that normally other microbes wouldn't get into.
1: Yeah. So, what would you recommend as far as uh, say depth
0: on uh, on a grow bed? Um, so the grow beds, I still like using the twelve inch, you know, standard grow beds, but you could do as low as six or seven inches, or eight, maybe even you know, eight inches would probably be the lowest I would do. But um, as far as standpipe height, I do like four and a half, five inches let that you know the bottom five inches or so be the flood and drain
1: okay and then you've got like two inches of uh, dry hydrogen layer on top
0: no well um, yeah about a, about an inch or so and then um, if, if you watch the video I have I have a how-to video on my channel about how to do the dual root zone stuff and it shows you how to pull the Bell siphon and you can put your media in and make sure that the top layer is dry after a little while so that you know you have the depth set right and it helps a lot nice I didn't know you had that video right on yep it's under um, If you go to the playlist on my channel it's under how to or if you just go to all the videos on my channel it's one of the earlier ones so
1: groovy I'll uh, make sure to uh, link that guy over to it
0: sure and um, you know and then put your burlap layer on and put your soil layer on top I like to do about a 50 50 percent um, soil to flood and drain uh, or uh, it's kind of, I used to do a little bit shallower soil layer, but I found it works really well. Yeah. Um, your writer got disconnected. He's having some problems. So I'm going to take three seconds, to try and get him connected again. But um, what, uh, so why don't you talk <coughs> about the craziness that you've had going on?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's see. So. Recently, what's been going on? I'd say the only craziness uh, since the DGC Cup uh, today, I got notified that that the power in uh, my neighborhood was out starting around 1130 this morning, and it's not going to be on again until about uh, 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. Excuse me. So had to uh, oxygenate the fish tanks in the plural for a little bit and uh, go out and a generator so that way I can at least make sure that the uh, medical garden is going all right and all the fish in there will be safe. And then I've got somebody over at uh, the garden putting in uh, some hydrogen peroxide uh, dosings into the tanks to help keep it oxygenated up until like an hour or so before the uh, power goes back on. So if anybody's wondering about that, it's something Steve taught me about a long time ago where... For every 100 gallons of water in your reservoir for the fish tank, you use one shot glassful or one ounce of uh, store grade, not like the crazy 40% uh, food gr- or like commercial grade hydrogen peroxide, but just a little 4% hydrogen peroxide to get at the store, um, and you dump that into. See, for every 100 gallons, it's one shot glass or one ounce every 90 minutes. Um, is around how you want to space it and that'll provide some oxygenation in the water for the fish so you can keep them going uh until your power gets back on and yep. uh got that and generator were... going just in time because one of my fish was about to die it was already floating but it's swimming again
0: if you ever um are in run into that situation uh, your rider still having sound problems unfortunately he got disconnected and all of a sudden he's having issues but very much appreciate him having him on the show mm-hmm. um, the uh, so if you're ever wondering what to dose for your system um, there's a uh, plenty of reef tank and aquarium websites that have pretty good calculators for peroxide and you can just enter in you know, your gallon edge of your aquaponics system and, and do it that way and it works real well so um Wanna, any you have anything else going on, or do you want to talk about the cup? You...
1: Oh, my God. The cup
0: was fantastic.
1: Uh oh, um, yeah. I definitely had a good time. I definitely got lit. Uh, I think Van Ripster did a great job with his brandy wine. It smelled like the kid's cereal tricks dipped in blueberries. Um, it was just a beautiful strain all around. He definitely deserved the win on that um but yeah it was great hanging out with uh, everyone in the dgc i'm glad you finally got to meet uh, jr in person and a few other people um but yeah it was uh it was definitely a good experience it was a rough ass road trip uh from california but it was uh yeah, i'm not kidding man from thursday to tuesday i put in 2500 miles um uh, but yeah it was a great time definitely enjoyed spending the time with Scotty and Brett and the rest of the crew. Awesome. And then, uh, how'd you like the cup? Anything, uh, stand out to you?
0: I had an absolute blast. I, uh, that was honestly my favorite cannabis event I've ever been to. Um, the, uh, the event was run really well. Um, really, really awesome people. It was nice to meet a whole bunch of cool people that I had met and talked to, uh, you know, online through the DGC. Um, The strains were awesome. Like hanging out and just uh, getting to know everyone that I, you know, had only spoken to online has been a lot of fun, and just uh, the the whole thing has just been an absolute blast. Um, I think one of my
1: favorite things of that whole night was just looking over my shoulder while sitting on the couch and seeing you standing there zoning out and just destroying a two liter of (laughs) Sprite.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, dungeon, so let me explain that so dungeon vault genetics um they're they're actually the guys that their strains the one that won it the brandy wine i actually have some seeds from that and i might end up doing a giveaway of like uh, maybe one or two seeds for the uh for the um for the guy you know for the show uh, we have a couple other people that are interested in, in doing some giveaways here so we got some more coming up but um i might end up doing that uh later on but um That guy brought this stuff and it was some kind of cannabis isolate that was um, where they take the isolate and then recombine it into a mixture and then they somehow culture or grow the crystals uh, artificially after that using a plant-based base where they use the plant chemicals that are isolated and then use it to continue growing the crystals. And that was the highest I have ever been off of a dab or a single hit of anything like i just was absolutely seeing stars and uh yeah it was just totally crazy
1: yeah that i was looking over i was like i think we lost steve
0: no no i'm <laughs> sorry i was just your writer texted me or uh sent me oh up no up no i'm saying when
1: i saw you that night i was like oh yeah, yeah steve's off the planet at this point
0: yeah, well, not as much as uh, some of the other people that were there. There was one or two people there that uh, were the definitely the highest they've ever been before, which was pretty entertaining. Yeah, we saw some good dancers <laughs> there
1: that night, too.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you guys, I'm going to post a bunch of content on my YouTube channel. Um, if you guys are on the Facebook group, you've already seen a little bit of it. But I got a bunch of cool content from the Cup. Uh, did a bunch of walk around, showed a bunch of the strains... Um, got got a bunch of really awesome people for us to get on the show they got a chance to sit down and talk to you in person they're going to be joining us we got um, Dax Tractor is going to be joining us Soil Secrets um, uh, hold on I'm going through my thing here uh, Optic Foliar we're going to have on the show soon I was going
1: to say if you didn't corner uh, Dinesh then you missed out I
0: know, I know. Nice guy. Dinesh is awesome uh, and Quest Humidifiers is going to talk about humidifying and dehumidifying with us here in the next couple of weeks. So we just got to work out who's going to be on what date. and then I have a a pretty cool guest, a guy who works a lot with uh, education and aquaponics. So it'll be a little bit different, um, you know, not not so much weed that least portion of the episode, but uh, that'll be really cool to talk about, you know, aquaponics and education. So, um, so. Uh, Aquaponic or uh, Kurt why don't you um why don't you tell us about your grow and and the stuff that you've been up to and and your experiences If you're there Yeah, okay.
5: Yeah, I love to talk to you about it. Well, uh You know, let's see back in like 2011 I was looking to get into the military and stuff like that Um, i was smoking all the time got in the military and uh, You know went over to the sandbox a few times came back with a little more problems than I started with and so once I got out I turned to uh, cannabis and to help me with anxiety and PTSD and man it's great it's great I started growing myself and I'm not good at it I've hardly gotten anything uh, accomplished as far as that goes but uh, you know I'm learning and, man, it's just been a great experience. It's just uh, like, uh, what was it, Yo? I, I forget his last part of that. But Yo, brother. Uh, yo, he, uh, you know, was talking about his passion and stuff like that, trying to find something. And, you know, it's not I don't have, you know, have cancer or anything that crazy. But, you know, you find the thing that calms you down. It just kind of brings you peace. And, and gardening and, and
1: smoking has been it for me. Well, just to comment on that real quick, um, it doesn't have to be cancer or something really intense. I mean, if it helps you, it helps you. That's what's really important. And Uh even just the gardening aspect, like you're saying, is just zen as hell. Um, And if, uh, you know, all of us are still learning, you know, you don't have to worry about being a new grower or anything. Um, One thing I would recommend if you really want to step up a little bit is if you haven't already started, listen to the Dude Grow Show.
6: Oh, Starting yeah. like
1: episode two, dude. You'll just power through them like a Netflix marathon. Yeah, I've it been steps in that, it up. That's
5: where I found you first. Donja, was was with the DGC. Oh, All right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all up in the YouTube growing community here. Um, I can show you my my system real quick. Yeah, it. It. Let's do that.
0: Hold on, let me uh make sure
5: so the I'm, I'm you. kind of running a chop system right now. I don't know how much you're seeing, and it's a mess in here. Well, uh, let's
6: see. Let's see. Let me pull up my
5: camera here so I can see better. Can you see me? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so here I got, I just got some hydro buckets that I kind of pieced together.
1: Those are the weird pot leaves.
5: <laughs> yeah, those are kale. That's basil. And there's some of my clones there. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't have really good luck with those, but there's my mother plant. That's the, it's called the lucid ripper. It's Jack the Ripper cross. It's a little Local legend in uh, Washington here. So we'll see if that gains any traction. I don't know if you're seeing anything Can't really. Yeah no, that's absolutely. Cool and that then, beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do a little no-till as well. I like the organic stuff and honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of reluctant to spend money on on the hobby so much, you know I've got a family and stuff like that and, and you know, it's, it's recreational out here, too so I can buy when I need it and stuff. So I try not to spend so much money, you know, because, you know, me and the family have other goals and things like that. And that's where aquaponics and like no-till comes in, I think, because you really don't have to invest all that much money. You just have to invest the time and research and stuff like that. And luckily, people like you, you guys putting out this podcast and all this free information, man, I'm able to do this stuff at home.
0: Awesome.
1: Well, shit, maybe we should start charging. Steve, we got to talk yeah
5: hey i'm grandfathered in i'm grandfathered in
6: <laughs>
0: uh um so do you want to talk about um has you uh how has cannabis helped you uh you know therapeutically especially coming back from the from uh the war
5: yeah um i did Two, I guess, smaller tours in Afghanistan, and I just want to preface this all first, you know, lots of people went through a harder struggle than I did, you know, sacrificed a lot more than I did, and when I entered the war in 2012, you know, through 2014, I I went over twice, did six months apiece, you know, so that's not that bad, I'm sure you've heard worse, things like that. but. One of the problems, I think, is, is you know, some of the guys who are, are highly trained, like, um, you know, your, your special operations community, they get a lot of training that helps them. Uh, what is that? Uh, brain. Brain drought. Brian, Brian.
4: I'll mute him. Oh, shit, my go. bad guy.
5: Let's cool. um, go. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I, you know, I want to preface first. Er, er, where where was I? I'm sorry. um Yeah. Okay. So I went over there twice. Um, and the and the guys, like I said, in the special operations community, they get a lot of training. And that wasn't me. You know, I was a you know kind of bottom bottom tier kind of guy. I just got the minimal training. You know, I had some really good NCOs and things like that who who taught me and think You know, helped me with that. But that actual Hardcore training, uh, you don't get, and and also with my job, you know, I mean, not everyone's kicking indoors and you know getting the bad guys. You know, it, there's there's cooks and there's mechanics and there's guys fobbits they call us. You know that we just chill out on the fob. You know, my first deployment was just on the fob, and what I'm getting at here is when you don't get to leave the fob, uh, the, the base, and go pursue your enemy, you know, go after them, go get them. It 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 changes the dynamic because basically I was just sitting on a fob and they were just lobbing in bombs at us, you know what I mean, or mortars and, and indirect fire and artillery shells and rockets and things like that. And it eventually you kind of feel like a caged animal, you know, like you know, someone's running, you know, jingling the bars on your cage, you know, just rattling you all the time. And you you really get on edge, you know, and I found myself once I got back I was uh after the second deployment, I got to come home uh, early uh, to see the birth of my daughter, which was awesome and uh, and I stayed there and it was kind of a whirlwind and I didn't really I came back from that deployment but it probably took me six months to actually come back from Afghanistan like you leave so much of yourself there you know you sacrifice so much and it, I, you know, I just wasn't present. And once I got, once I got out of the army, and you know, and I was able to consume cannabis and stuff, and I, I just did it for fun, you know, because it's legal out here in Washington. And then I was like, wow, I'm calm, you know, I, I'm not flying off the handle. I, I don't, I'm not, you know, yelling at my wife for no reason, you know, I'm not, you know, losing my temper with my, you know, two-year-old daughter and stuff. You know, or, or you know, she was much younger at the time. I'm, I'm not losing my temper anymore, and it just gives me that patience to to reevaluate and and put yourself where you should be, because your your mind, um, I think y'all was saying it too. You know, your your mind will keep you stagnant, and if you can't remove yourself from the situation and and look at it at at what it really is, you know, it, it's tough. And the cannabis has allowed me to do that. Oh, hope that wasn't too long-winded
0: no oh, no not at all we, there's people out there you know other vets and stuff like that that you know I've heard that it helps and it's nice to hear from you know firsthand from someone else that's just like them
5: yeah, yeah. and and before I got into uh, the army as well I consumed and I consumed a lot and it was kind of just recreational and stuff but I found myself you know I, I think I had anxiety before the army you know and I found that that really helped me out and like everything just got compounded in the army and you know but man what it it's it's such an incredible tool the cannabis such an incredible tool
0: awesome do you have any advice for other vets that are you know looking to reach out or looking for um, you know to to try cannabis or, or anything like that I know there's weed for warriors and grow for vets but do you have any personal recommendations on how to get get started N-
5: nothing nothing like that like I said it's it's very easy accessed for me here as far as getting a hold of the stuff um but I would just you know as far as advice goes for vets um and just as a general thing not even with cannabis I I, I, I say that again
0: What was that I don't know who that was
5: okay um but you know that the biggest thing is you i wanted to get out of the army you know i was done with it i don't want to go in that sandbox and and you know do the bidding of other people you know what i mean and risk my life and things like that um but you do leave a brotherhood that just everyone there accepts you for who you are you know every single person you know you might have and I mean, I can't speak for everyone, of course, but you might have a handful of friends that you could tell anything to and accept you for who you really are. And in the army, I found out it was the majority of people are like that, you know, because they they might not be your friend on the outside, but they are your brothers, they are your sisters, and they've got your back no matter what. And that's really hard to, once you get out of the army, that's hard, or the military, It's it's hard. It was very hard for me not having that camaraderie anymore and but i i was usually pretty closed off though when i would go home from the army he was just like i hung out with you guys all day i don't need to hang out with you afterwards a few events here and there but uh you know so I, I was in that funk and i wasn't reaching out to anybody and you know my brothers and things like that and i started doing it you know after i you know found cannabis i was like man i really just need to go talk to those guys and you know it's just you know That's what, that's my advice to the veterans, you know, find a passion and then also don't lose touch with those brothers and sisters that you made, you know, they're, they're there for life. That's, that's my advice.
0: Awesome. So what have you found, uh, been like the challenges that you've run into growing with Aquaponic Um
5: my biggest struggle with, uh, cannabis growing has really just been my environment. Um, I, like I said, I didn't want to invest in a whole bunch of money. And, uh, one of my good buddies from the army, I'm not going to say his name here, but, or, or Joey, I can say his first name, I guess. Um, yep. he really hooked me up. He's an experienced grower and he, uh, he had a bunch of equipment laying around that he wasn't using, and he got it to me. Got me a 600h, 600, 600 watt HPS, uh, and then a uh, an 8 by 8 tent, an enormous tent, so I can shove a uh, aquaponic system in it. And now, you know, that's been going on for about a month or two now. So I'm just kind of getting finally uh, catching my stride as far as being able to have such a you know good growing environment now.
0: Awesome. Is there any um, questions that you have or advice that you would have for new growers doing uh, aquaponic cannabis?
5: Um, yeah, my advice would to definitely go invest in the barrels, I would say. I've been trying to do buckets and things like how Marty first start uh, started out, and he was the first uh, channel I started watching. Um, i did the buckets and things like that um but really i think what you need is the flood and drain beds and i'll be moving into that soon um i, I think that would probably be the easiest way to grow at first but man i i'm so hooked on the youtube and stuff like that an aquaponic dummy And uh, man those those sprayers are awesome and right now uh, that's what i'm doing i'm hooking up some of those uh uh, sprayers with some PVC and stuff um, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying my 420 listening to the podcast and getting to talk to you guys and I mean this is my jam right here I love this
3: well thanks man uh, I appreciate
7: it yeah definitely thank you yeah dummy does have it going on that's for sure
3: hey guys uh, that's uh, what you just queued in there That's Roger Latewood he's a buddy of mine uh, he was uh, very curious about the show And I don't know if he's got a minute here. He's, I think he's kind of moving around. You got a minute to uh, pop in? Yeah, if it's not interrupting the the
7: speaker, I just, I'm cooking dinner for the old lady. We're separated and she lives next door. We got two places. And then I got involved in this. I was talking with Aquaponic Dummy and he said he was, you know, that Steve had asked him to get in this. And I said, man, I want to be there. I want to check everybody out. It's 420. I got nothing to do. And, um, (laughs) So I got friends that I lost in the war and, you know, I had, you know, but I don't do aquaponics. I'm a hydroponic commercial hydroponic grower and USDA certified grower in South Carolina. Um, and I've been teaching since 2005 mentoring, uh, new growers and growers on uh, starting at cannabis.com. I was a moderator at cannabis.com from 2005 to 2007. I worked with Closet King, that then turned into How's It Going Ed.com, a seed bank out of Vancouver with Don Boffin. And uh, then I went with, well, of course, my mentor for cannabis was Xandor. I don't know if any of you all ever heard of Xandor. Um, but we had the growreport.com. It was the official website for the UK podcast network, interesting enough. And now I'm an admin and moderator and teacher at I love marijuana.com. I told owned by Robert Burton. And uh, I just love this, man. I, Dummy's the first guy that I ever found that actually had an a aquaponics system I thought could work. <laughs> I, I kind of gave up on it. But um, I am cooking no-lady dinner. I want to talk with you all some more. But you all get back to your aquaponics, and thanks for the invite and having me, and thanks, Dummy, for the introduction.
0: Well, we'd, we'd love to have you keep talking once you're uh, once you're done your, your cooking step there. We can switch yeah, back be... to over where...
7: Yeah, I'll be running it over in a few minutes and, and actually and I'm a professional guitar player too. I I think the first was it who was it? Was it Steve? I mean not Steve, who was the first speaker? Your writer. Yo writer. Yo writer? Yeah, I, I've been playing yep. guitar since I was fourteen and I'm sixty. So, I'm an old man. I'm an old man. But y'all go ahead and let me finish dinner and I'll be jumping in. Sure. I love the
3: talk. You know? Okay. roger uh latewood's a good friend of mine he's uh like i said i I met him and uh we kind of hit it off so i figured i'd be the one to introduce him here but i can't absolutely actually hope he talks about his uh what he's got going on when he gets back well i'll I'll give you a
7: brief hint what we're going to talk to you about later we got veterans here we're opening up a new live chat it's going to be a paid chat for you know like a call in crisis calling in and have a real-time grower uh, talk to you and give you advice An expert grower, give you advice. I don't know if it'll fly or not, but what I'm doing is I'm giving away and donating a cat, a department for disabled and veterans, veterans to disabled and with P- PTSD. And I'm going to let it be manned by other veterans so they can talk and hook up with their brotherhood, whether, whatever, um, you know, whether, whatever, whatever uh, whichever service they were in, whether it be air force, Marines, army, Navy, whatever, uh, we're going to provide a free chat area for veterans to get together and have support. So, I thought that might interest the last speaker, since he's a warrior.
0: You know. Absolutely.
7: Yeah, sounds awesome, man. Keep me posted.
0: Thank you for both of you guys for you know defending us.
7: Proud to do oh, it. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Thanks for your service too. Yes, I wanted to say that. Thank you too, sir. Anyway, I'm finishing dinner and running next door. I'll be back in a few minutes.
3: All right, buddy. I've
7: got the old lady's plate ready. Now I can take it over to her and then I can chill
0: out. So, um, Kurt, did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on uh, with your grow or, or anything else in that regard?
5: Um, actually, I'd love to ask you a question, Steve. Sure. Um, I've got some i'm not I'm not flowering yet, or actually, I don't really have any cannabis in the system, yeah, I just got some kale and basil um, what you can dose the system with langbonite, correct?
0: absolutely, yeah, Langbanite is potassium magnesium sulfate for those of you that don't know what it is
5: and and how would i I have some down to earth uh langbonite, and how much would I dose that to my
1: system? yeah, Steve, how much langbanite's okay. <laughs>
0: um john's been hitting smashing me up for this thing um i actually need to fire up my laptop which is it took me a while to find um and i'll and i'll get that if you guys uh i'll put it in the comments of this uh episode um since i don't have the answer off the top of my head okay i i need to what happens is i on my laptop i have a much more advanced version of my nutrient calculator that i've has way more nutrient entries, and the one that's on my desktop doesn't have that. And I just need to merge the data tables so that I have it on there. So I actually have my. If you give me, I'll try to get it for the end of the episode. I'll see if I can get my laptop fired up.
5: Cool, thanks, Steve. If not, I'll bug you on the uh, the Facebook page.
0: Yeah, I know, John. John's gonna kill me if I don't get it to him by the end of the night. So don't you worry. <laughs> oh, Steve, I almost forgot. I have a question for you.
1: Yeah. How much langbenite should I be dosing? <laughs>
0: Yeah, fish ganja guy is going to kill me, too. <laughs> I got, like, multiple people on my ass about Langmanite. It's kind of funny. So, yeah, hold on. As we speak, <laughs> I'm unpacking my laptop. So, give me a few fires up. I'll have an answer for you.
3: I got a question for you guys. Um, I was looking online at new, because uh, obviously with low-pressure aeroponics. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever run it or, are you know, your history. I've been looking for a new type of sprinkler that doesn't clog and I was looking at clogless sprinklers. They're, they look like a corkscrew. I don't know if you guys have ever used them. Any are you guys familiar with them? I have never used them no. I'm really curious about them because uh, snails are always a serious issue with, with my system.
0: Have you tried using loaches or freshwater puffer fish? Or there's a couple of different things that um, really love to eat those guys. Uh, Molly is there another one that'll eat your snails pretty well. Well, the trout,
3: anything, any of the snails that are in the the tank itself, the trout pretty much take care of. Uh, it's just all the plumbing involved there, where you know the fish aren't, and that's where they're getting me. My arrow chambers, you know, I use culvert, uh, and the arrow chambers are just loaded with. All sorts of them. Um,
0: so the the other th- option you can try is assassin snails um, because they'll go through and they'll murder a whole bunch of your snails and they'll wipe out a huge percentage of your population. Um, that can be another really good option.
3: Okay, I didn't think of it.
0: Uh, do they breed on uh,
3: wet, like the same as regular snails or...?
0: So they do, but they only have between 10 and 20 babies at a time. So they don't end up rapidly repl- over-replicating. And then once they kill off your um, pond snail population, they'll start killing each other until there's only one, like Highlander style. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: All right. All right. All right. That's uh, I didn't think about that, but that's cool. As long as, uh, like I said, as long as they can populate through the system, I'm just...
0: Um, there- Absolutely. They're pretty cool. So they have a poison tooth. They're similar to like a cone snail in that regard. And they, they you'll see platypus. them slowly cruise over to one of the pond snails and then they'll stab it. And then the, the snail they stabbed will run across the glass as fast as he can and then he gets slower and slower and slower. And he goes from being brown to like more of a dark red, you know, brown red, and just slowly gets darker and darker color. And then he just stops and falls to the bottom. And then the, the snail goes and eats him just be mindful um if you're doing a you know a large amount of like cherry shrimp or other ornamental you know very small ornamental shrimp sometimes they'll pick them off after they molt, but they won't hurt one that's you know fully molted generally but you know if they're starving they will go after your shrimp you know i actually
3: don't have any shrimp right now but uh what
0: if you have a mantis shrimp mantis shrimp are only in salt water but you got to be careful with them they can actually break the bone inside your finger and not damage the outside when they do that punch because it when the yeah, yeah, those things are savage, dude. it creates a bubble and then the bubble collapses and it makes like a tiny little sonic boom underwater which uh from that bubble yep. collapsing on itself and it basically crack. that's how they crack the clam shells and crab wow. shells and stuff. it's super yeah those dope. things are, are one of the coolest animals
1: on the planet
0: yeah they have the For most sure. evolved eye they can see well into the uv spectrum and and the uh, ir spectrum and a whole bunch like they can see almost double the amount of light spectrum that we can
1: I wonder how they'd feel about my black dog and spectrum king study.
0: But yeah, they're they're super cool. There's there's two different kinds of mantis shrimp. I used to work in uh, aquarium trade. There's two different kinds of mantis shrimp. There's spears and punchers. Uh, the punchers are the ones that do the cracking, the shell cracking, and the spears are fish spears that kind of have pointy uh, pointy ends of their claws and they'll just stab fish clean through and kill them that way damn but they can strip the spears can strip the meat off your finger too like completely off and just have like bone left it's I've seen pictures of other people that got hit and I've had my fingers cracked by one a couple of crackers like little baby ones that I didn't know snuck in on coral that shit hurts man <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is fresh water. little bastards seriously <laughs> I've, seen, I've I've experienced some gnarly ass shit in freshwater. We had a, a flesh-eating bacteria one time at the one place I worked at from some uh, wild Lake Victorian cichlids. Any fish oh, you put in there would like dissolve until like the, the flesh would start falling off and stuff after about a, a, two or three days. And like, we favorite. were afraid to even put our hands in there. We ended up bleaching the system, drying it out, bleaching it again, uh, and then that didn't work. So that we ended up taking it and filling it with uh, <laughs> uh, pool grade peroxide um and running it at like four times the normal peroxide level and that seemed to kill it so like that (laughs) yeah in the fish world
5: hey steve i have a question um you i think you mentioned at one point in time that you um that freshwater stingrays they're they don't secrete ammonia they secrete urea have have you learned any, or, or could you expand on that a little further? Or, or are there any other animals that, that do that? That
0: you, only sharks put? and rays, just oh. that family.
5: Hey, what yeah, about those fairy shrimp? Don't they don't they secrete the urea too?
0: Fairy shrimp, yeah. The, sh- the shrimps also secrete urea, but they're it's so little that like like again, in order to equal like an inch of fish, you need like almost two hundred cherry shrimp if you, or, or crystal shrimp or something like that or you know uh you know 85 crayfish 90 crayfish something like that oh wow to so equivalent like a, you know an inch or two of fish so it's but the other thing is is that and we've had uh what's his name uh Ailey on, on the show and he ran a whole aquaponic cannabis run completely off of invertebrates and he was saying that he was getting much better phosphorus and and other nutrients <laughs> but um you also have to maintain pretty high calcium magnesium levels for those guys, so that helps a lot, a, a lot, you know, quite a lot as well.
7: Well, I have a question on that note. Since urea is not readily available to the plant, not soluble, why would mm. it be good to use an aquaponics?
0: Oh, because the microbes can break it down much quicker uh, than they can the raw ammonia. Okay. To make it. There's a fewer steps involved for it to be broken down and made plant available, um, by aquatic microbes at least. Uh, so that's why it would be, you know. Uh, beneficial in that case. I, I'm still waiting for a dispensary that'll let me do a big freshwater predator tank and fill it with like two thirds stingrays and a couple, like an arowana and something else, you know, with a couple of pot plants on top for their like store display. But Steve, I don't days. care
1: how good you say the urea is in the system for breaking down. Uh, I'm not going to be one of those guys who pees in the system. Those people are just oh,
7: yeah.
1: to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's chill. <laughs>
7: I had to answer a question about that today on the blog about using urine to nutrient
0: their plant. I've used it on soil gardens for years. I mean it works great yeah you you can even use humanure. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because the <laughs> microbes are different but if you ferment <laughs> urine for two to four weeks, it's actually a pretty damn good um fertilizer They use that and especially like in in third world countries like Jamaica and stuff in you know africa and other places that can be a really good nitrogen source
1: please tell me you didn't put urine in a jar for a few weeks and then put it in the plants <laughs> please don't tell me you're one of those people <laughs> and silence okay so. I tell you.
0: <laughs> um, but,
1: uh, <laughs> well
7: i was under the understanding you had to use it really quick otherwise you'd have develop it that makes ammonia Oh, oh, no, yeah, you yeah. want to
0: ferment I it like a fine wine, apparently. <laughs> I
7: thought you just mixed it with water and then you used
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you never want to put it on the plants directly. You always want to dilute it. You want yeah, to close the different. top on the jar and leave it in the sunlight for a week. Yep. <laughs> shit. <laughs> God damn it, Steve.
5: Uh-oh. No, it actually piss. Not shit. Shit.
0: Yeah, shit shit. It's not as good. Um, so you guys wanna talk about uh uh I'm sorry, what was your name again, brother? Roger. Um do you uh do you wanna talk more about your uh ex, you know, experience and the different uh communities you you know, things you've really learned from different communities or things like that?
7: Uh I would like to do it in about five minutes or so. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Just, um i no
0: right well, trying to, listen to all right some of this conversation. I'd love to talk to you in a minute. Yeah. Sure. Um okay. Brian Uh Brian Grow, uh we haven't heard from you yet. Do you want to tell us about your grow and what's been going on with you? We briefly talked to you last episode or the episode before.
4: Uh yeah. Um right now I'm actually setting up a new aquaponic system without using any shortcuts, such as using the media or just anything from my old aquaponic system. And I'm trying to see how that goes. I'm going to be doing uh, 50% water changes every week so I can keep the, f- the fish uh, stress-free and uh, try and establish that nitrifying bacteria as quickly as possible.
1: So you're not using any of the... Um, bacteria or media from the previous grow that's already colonized with bacteria?
4: That's right. I'm trying to do it from like a uh, beginner standpoint uh, with the knowledge that I have to kind of see how that goes.
1: Just remember that the uh, nitrifying bacteria that'll give you the, uh, the nitrites, that population is going to grow a lot faster than the nitrate. So it's going to be hard to um, really ramp up your nitrates safely for the first few months while the system's uh, maturing. I had to deal with that uh, myself recently because I had to rebuild the whole grow room, um, and all my media had to go in kind of fresh. So um, that was a little bit of an issue. I had to send Steve a message like, hey, take a look at how high my nitrites are. And I got the holy shit (laughs) message from him. He's like, dump your water (laughs) now. (laughs)
5: So, right yeah, yeah well, well and what I'm that. trying
4: to, yeah, what I'm kind of doing is um, I figure I'll figure it'll work out because I have my my already established aquaponic system to do the water changes with you know I can basically take fifty percent of the water from the new the new system and add it into the old system and then bring in the new rainwater and add it into the new system. So that's okay. pretty much what I'm working on right now. And then I also uploaded a, another video today about a can of gar that I rolled up for this 420 today that I was smoking all day long. So if anyone's interested in that, I kind of have a few recommendations on that on my channel, I guess. Wonderful. But uh, other than that, that's that's pretty much what I'm working on right now It's just uh, focusing on that new new aquaponic system
0: are i am you, trying go ahead are you using any um seed bacteria using any products uh to seed your your bacteria in the system or are you just going to let it you know kind of do its thing it'll go a lot slower you can if you introduce something like recharge or any aquarium or aquatic uh cycling bacteria just as a seed just you have all of the right bacteria species Presence, so they can colonize a system, can really you know, shorten up your your time when you're starting a new system. Even, uh, no. well, even I'm not, even doing... these from
1: uh, extreme gardening is uh, one you can put in your system too.
4: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to take the uh, long route, I guess, and see how long it takes to get it established.
1: Are you just so gonna, gonna let uh, wanted... it naturally grow from the air and all that? Okay. Yeah, That'll exactly. It'll take a little. It'll take a little bit. But... <laughs> Um, just, uh, one thing I would recommend not as far as like, um, how should I put this? Not as far as, uh, inoculating it with bacteria, but even just putting in like, um, one goldfish in the system or, you know, putting in, um, uh, just something that'll give some low level of ammonia will help, uh, promote that bacterial growth. So yeah, you can just get one in there.
0: Absolutely. Dosing your ammonia with something like, um ammonium chloride uh can be a really good uh way to make sure that your nitrifying bacteria can you know have enough to work with just don't overshoot it so never go more than four parts per million ammonia otherwise you know once you hit about six or eight parts per million you start killing microbes with the ammonia level um Uh so you always when you're starting off you want you know aim for two to four ammonia parts per million um and then you know to seed to start off with and then just let them rip Uh, and also don't use ammonium hydroxide uh, use ammonium hydroxide. You're going to spike your pH well into the nines. Um, which occasionally somebody goes to the hardware store and tries to use ammonium hydroxide and slams the pH in their system. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right now, I just have a few goldfish in there to uh, start up that ammonia production, so I can get those nitrates coming in.
0: Awesome. Have you uh, had any uh, particular challenges lately with your system at all? Not
4: really. Um, it's been it's been going pretty smoothly since uh, well, I guess since about January. So I'm I'm definitely pretty happy with that. Uh, I've had uh, several harvests. Let's see. Uh, I can say my success really started in November. But then I think I may have touched on it on the last episode. I had a job through December and the beginning of January that was just really taking up all my time. But, um, so, uh, November was pretty good. It set me up for a pretty good amount of harvests in January. And, uh, I still wasn't happy with my harvest weight. I was actually running these lights kind of as an experiment. They were, um... Uh, Rated at 39 actual watts, but supposed to be compared to a uh, 150 watt and the brand is Kessel. And those just weren't doing nothing for me. So I went on to Amazon and looked for one of those little uh, $80 Galaxy Hydro lights. And it's definitely bumped up my harvest. So I'm happy with that. And that's probably what I'm going to use to start out with for my new system. I would love to do like a uh, DIY LED system, but I just don't have that in the in the budget right now. What's the so flowering go,
1: footprint? What's the flowering footprint you're in right now? Like the space you need the light to cover?
4: Um, it's it's a three by four for my system that's already going, and I kept those. I have four of those lights, and they're supposed to have a footprint of uh, two square feet, which it really. Um, like I said, it, it didn't do anywhere of what it was claiming that it was capable of.
1: If so you're I looking to not spend a lot but get something that will give you um, a decent uh, uh, light output, take a look online today before their 420 seal up. Take a look at the closet case from Spectrum King. It's like $200. And I think they say it does like a 4x4. Four four. It's like 100 watts, but... Um, it's actually decent. It's I've seen that people have been getting good results with it, and I've got a Mother's Little Helper, which is their more vegetative one for that same size. Dude, mm-hmm. it's good penetration. It's great light. I haven't had any problems mm-hmm. with it. My plants love it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's um, I'm going to start off with that
4: little $80 light, and then hopefully I can upgrade to something better than that. But uh, that's what I'm going to start out with. Or
7: you could add two more, or three more. What's that now? You can add two or three more of the same eighty-dollar
4: like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, people it's knock them all day, but I mean, people people uh, get results from them. So, I'm not saying anybody here is knocking them or anything, but they 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 will produce you some results. And I feel like for a starting point, that's just an excellent place to start. You know, just for anyone else who's just looking to get into the get into the hobby i'm kind of trying to do like a budget grow out kind of thing like uh the system i'm setting up it will be less than um i think less than 180 dollars by the time it's all said and done with the light included well no uh, i'd say with the media we'll say we'll say 140 ish or so
1: somewhere around there hopefully a little bit less than that but um you can have that posted up on uh, YouTube so we can check it out. Yeah, I, I, did, I did post the part one where I have the um, fish tank
4: and the um, – what's it called? The fish tank, the pump, and the grow bed that I have installed, and that comes out to – let's see. The fish tank is like a $43 uh, stock tank. The pump is a uh, 400 gallon per hour pump that I got off of Amazon for just under $17. And then the little grow bed I like to use—it's like a, like an 8 inch deep. It's I think two by three, or 20 inches, somewhere around two by three. And um, that runs between 25 and $30. That price fluctuates on Amazon all the time. But that's that's um, pretty much what you're looking at for a basic startup cost, not including the light and the media. And then I, I pretty much, um, on the video, it shows this, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, for, um, not a swirl filter, but the uh, radio flow filter. There you go. And um, I just used a recycled food grade bucket for that and some of the PVC that I had lying around. Searched for another container so I can add the, um, the part that causes the particulates to drop to the bottom of the water. I don't know what the proper name for that is. but um, And uh, I mounted that onto the system. And that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I haven't uh, gotten any media yet. i um, planning on making some biochar here, hopefully, within the next few days. And I'll probably add about a quarter of biochar into my media. And I'm, I'm uh, hoping that'll help with cycling the system as well, with keeping my uh, ammonia and nitrite levels lower than what is dangerous to the fish. So, hey
1: Steve, I've, uh, I've heard of people mixing the... Uh, biochar into the soil layer and really getting that in there because it's just almost like a great little condominium for all your bacteria. But I haven't heard of people putting it into the uh, aquaponic layer. Could you give some uh, feedback on that?
0: Oh yeah, give me, give me like two seconds to respond. I just gotta give me like oh okay. that's
1: fine. I've, you're you're looking up the uh, the dosing on the langonite. It's fine. Yeah, that's actually yeah like what I'm working
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I actually um already have biochar in my system that's been uh going i don't know how long the biochar has been in there probably for at least i'm gonna say eight months or so i don't know how exact that is but it's been in there for quite a long time and i feel like for anyone who has the equipment to put together uh just a little biochar kiln or whatever you call it that's probably a good place to start for your media as well, especially if you're starting from just complete scratch, you know, because the biochar has the um, really high carbon content, so it kind of acts like an activated carbon filter as well.
1: Really? Yeah. So it'll help. So wait, are you saying the, uh, the biochar in your media, in the grow bed, will help reduce the odor produced in the grow room?
4: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, well, I mean, biochar in general, absolutely it'll do that, you know. But um, hmm. again, I'm, I'm kind of starting things from scratch and I do things for my own personal experimental reasons, you know, that I may not be able to explain so well when I'm live. But um, especially the biochar, that's one thing that I'm hoping to really see some positive results from as far as uh, reducing the ammonia and nitrite level. When I put it in, I'm definitely going to be doing some testing when I do that. So as soon as I do that, then, um, and the next video, um, probably will be up within less than another two weeks. So, I mean, this is probably going to be like a, you know, two, three, possibly even a four part series that I have going on on my channel. But, um, anyone else that's interested in seeing what the biochar could possibly potentially do with um you know possibly taking down the ammonia and nitrite levels is definitely welcome to subscribe to my channel and check that out
1: groovy dude yeah keep us posted on the results as it goes
4: definitely
0: i um so i actually did a lot of biochar testing back when i worked at the aquaponics source and we tested it from uh, okay so between the aquaponic source and a friend of mine's farm i've tested side by side in a hemp field at one percent three percent five percent with a control of no biochar in between uh on half acre plots on a four, total four acre grow area uh, we saw only an increase in growth in the weeds and almost no difference in the hemp um and then in an, in the soil, and then when I did it in um, aquaponics, uh, it started to churn, and break apart and dissolve and start clogging things. Um, and also, we noticed it was affect. It was uptaking a small amount of some of the micronutrients because it does act as a free carbon, you know, activated carbon for a little while when it first gets into the system. We were noticing some minor micronutrient issues when we we're using it as a media. We tested it as a media. Um, we also heavily tested it as media for the vertical grow towers that the apple plant works. I guess either used to make or currently makes. I'm not really sure what they're doing with it right now. Um, but they, um that's you know what we found is that the biochar made pretty much zero difference in plant growth and. Um, uh, none that we could uh, account for uh and it, it didn't um you know it ended up being a huge mess in aquaponics when used that one well. but you know i'm not saying it might not work well in a, in a soil layer but i don't know i didn't see any kind of measurable difference i bet if you guys had any different experiences or
4: well, um, like I was just telling these guys, I've I've had it going in my system for um, for quite some time, and um, I haven't really noticed any uh, difference in plant in plant size. But um, like I said, I'm kind of just using it for the um, benefits of the uh, startup benefits, like I mentioned, and uh, that's why I really made it a big point to get this um, solids filter setup that I that I have. And I'm I'm uh, like I said, I'm I was I'm going with the radial flow filter just for again experimental purposes. I just want to see how good it goes compared to a swirl filter. And uh, I guess hopefully I'm hoping that that will catch any of the mess that the uh, biochar will create. And I definitely have had some clogging issues with my uh, grow beds, so. I every once in a while, I'll uh, I'll make sure I go in there and check check the uh, check the drains and whatnot. Make sure everything's flowing properly. I I try to make Mondays my uh, maintenance day and get everything done.
0: All right. Well, aquaponic uh, uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about there, uh, Brian? Grow anything
4: uh uh, i don't think so
0: okay thanks thanks a lot buddy
6: um
0: no problem uh aquaponic dummy or or roger uh, oh i guess it's like roger got back up aquaponic w do you want to talk about what's going on with you lately and your shop and everything
3: well uh as far as the shop goes i haven't really done anything um i actually might move man that's that's
0: uh
3: what I've really been looking into lately, uh, you know, uh, I'm up here in northern. Italy. It's uh, pretty cold. In uh, fact, this morning it was snowing. So uh, I might, uh, might, I've been actually looking at different locations in southern part of the state, <coughs> a little more, I think, uh, more populated areas, I guess, more. To the or closer to my whatever. Sure.
6: Uh,
3: but as far as the garden goes, um, I'm. It's a slow process. You know, I have back issues, so it's. Uh, I mean, anybody <laughs> you know, so basically what I'm doing. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I haven't uploaded any any video. Uh, probably, three four weeks now. Uh, I think since my harvest, my last harvest, and. Uh, You know, like it's it's a slow process you know so i'm right now i'm working on uh room two and three uh just trying to get them readily available (laughs) to the property so that uh, the property has uh you know a finished garden if it does go on the market um yeah so that's it i'm putting up walls and uh you know putting up plastic and uh that's what i've been doing (laughs) it's a lot of work for
5: me hey Hey, Aquaponic Dummy, take a look at this.
3: What am I looking at <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> you see it? Ooh, oh, yeah. There we go. Here we go. All yeah,
7: right,
5: that's great. all from you, man. That's all from you.
7: <laughs>
3: Is
5: that
7: a
3: tough
5: tote? Yeah. Yeah, old, old uh, Contico box. That's cool. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to interrupt. That's been my project since uh, I got on.
3: Have you uh, uh just to do a plug here? Have you checked out uh, Silver Arm Thirty Two?
5: Sure have, sure have. Uh, yeah, he just started his like uh, a month or two ago with the yeah. aeroponics. Man, yeah, that's he kind of pushed me over the edge. He actually got me uh, off your recommendation. He gave me a part number. I think we were actually um my uh, uh YouTube name's is Kadak. You you helped me out on his video as well. so Thank you. Oh,
3: okay. Okay. Yeah, those sprinkler heads—they've—they've uh, they've done me good so far. Like I said, the biggest problem I've had is just snails. You know, they float around the system and and uh, my in inside the arrow chamber. You know, those little uh, you know egg sacks or little boogers—I guess is what I like to call them It's all yeah. all, over, all over my arrow chambers everywhere. So, uh, but other than that, they they do really well. That's awesome. Yeah, luckily I.
5: I don't know. I might not. I might be speaking too soon, but I don't have a snail issue. My system's kind of smaller, or definitely smaller than yours.
3: Well, mine's growing too. It's um. I'm, you guys are just talking about filters. Uh, I'm installing, uh, actively installing a second swirl filter as we speak. A, a thousand liter uh, IBC tote. Wow! Wow, that's this is the second one. So it tells you how you know how much water I have in my system. Jeez,
5: how many rooms do you run?
3: Uh, well, one. Like I said, the the gardens still in construction right now. I have one that's basically complete. Um, missing some more cob lighting because I'm using all cob lights, or I will be using all cob lights. Oh yeah, Sweet. yeah. I
5: got Those heat sinks are so expensive. That's that's my next purchase. With yeah
3: but, well it's uh, uh well I might like uh, uh, me and uh, uh, Roger here we have something in the works we might have uh, some kits available uh, to, to buy you know I mean uh, very similar to the ones you can get online but these will be pre assembled a little cheaper uh, because they'll probably be me making them
5: <laughs> yeah are you what what chips are you gonna use are you gonna use those citizens
3: uh, well it, yeah, we'll have some citizens. We'll have some um, um, most of my work is is I mean everything is pre- That's pre-vap so we would we would get it uh, You know package it and I would I would custom build the framework and honestly. That's the most expensive part Yeah, Our, well, just as expensive I should say as the the cobs themselves. So um, But yeah That's, so,
7: that's the most that's that's the main objective of what we're doing. We're gonna custom design railings and frames for whatever grow room you've got. Instead of you being limited to like, this is what we make, we're gonna make you tell us what your grow room size is and we'll build a frame to put the carbs.
5: <laughs> yeah, I like that. Because you know, every like like Brain Grow, his his little his homemade setup there, it's you know, it's gonna take a different type of light than what would, you know, than your cookie cutter four by four tent. you know.
3: Well, you've seen uh, if you look at my videos mine are what two two by ten or a little over a couple inches over ten feet So and I've I stretched on my last my last harvest I got one and this is all aqua Aero aquaponics uh, 1.4. I Think 1.45 grams per watt, which is I mean, it's pretty good. I highly recommend uh, I'm using the the Cree uh, 3590s and they they work very well.
5: <laughs> yeah, I I got uh. Does those are just a bit too spendy for me, but I I talked to the guy over at Cobbkits.com and uh, my order got jumbled up and he ended up hooking me up, uh, to, you know, to make up for the the issues, and uh, I got a couple, you know, a good handful of Citizen twelve twelves, um, at the ninety two cri. You should ask him; he'll have those if if you're into that sort of thing. Or with the citizens but yeah and I'm just waiting on those heat sinks now those man those are expensive I'm thinking of casting my own actually
3: Wow yeah well make sure you get if you end up buying them make sure you get a uh, um, pre-drilled unless you're handy with a drill
5: oh yeah no those passive sinks heat sinks I think are the only way to go I had uh, you know I grow in my garage and they there's no vents for the for the dryer like it, it doesn't lead outside so it's just blowing that hot air here in my garage and all the lint comes with it and I had I did some DIY cheap stuff I found off eBay uh, a DIY LED kit before um, something I found on Reddit and I, I bought cheap heat sinks with the fans and stuff and man those just suck in all the dust and you just cannot get them clean so I'm going passive all the way That's
0: the way to go yeah. It would be funny to uh, save a bunch of beer cans, melt them, and then use it to make your down
5: I'll show you when I when I attempt it. We we almost got the uh, crucible welded up. Um, oh, I've got, I got like 10 recycling. bags. Yeah, i got 10 garbage bags full of beer cans on the side of the house that I should probably <laughs> get melted down before the neighbors get pissed. But, yeah, it, it's awesome. I'm just, you know, you've you got to find something that interests you and in this everything i'm like i'm just gonna make it i'm just gonna make it you know this the the aquaponics got me into this whole diy stuff right on Mm. real quick have you seen those quantum boards the quantum
4: boards yeah i actually now that you mention it i just barely started getting into the diy stuff i was watching some on uh grow mouses channel yeah. And he had on the guy from the, uh, what's it called? Marty mentioned it one of the past uh, podcasts. The chilled, chill LED, however yeah. you pronounce that. Yeah. And um, they got into a real technical discussion, you know. And I'm just sitting here having a hard time trying to take all that stuff in. Dude, but, I've, um,
5: been, I've been watching this stuff <laughs> for like two years at this point, and I, I still hardly understand what's going on.
4: Yeah, definitely. Also, but it definitely interests me. I
0: used to build I used to build custom LEDs for the aquarium industry and all that. And uh, um, it's not that hard. You have a driver which functions kind of like a ballast, and in the driver you can adjust the voltage and the milliamps. And each diode you have takes you know has a milliamp range, um, and you know for what percentage you want to run it. And then most drivers will support up to x number of diodes per driver in series so you know plus to minus to plus to minus to plus to minus um right diodes uh, and basically you run them in series wire them back to your driver uh and then adjust your milliamps to the range that they want and the voltage to the range that they want and, um yeah it's it's not it as long as you have a voltage meter a soldering gun and uh and the the thermal adhesive it's it's not too bad yeah Yeah, see
5: you know steve you're a a so so it it doesn't translate over here just joking man you're a smart dude
0: (laughs) it's easier for you
7: is that driver magnetic
0: uh no they're all they're all digital but and if you don't like soldering and all they do have plug and play ones where it's you know all of it has little plug connections you just snap it together they're just a little more prone to moisture but the nice thing about it is if one of your diodes dies it's like ah, shit I gotta go spend like six or ten bucks and and pop a new one on there and just stick it next to the old one and then you know move the wires over and you're good to go you know it's it's pretty simple and and they're all you know infinitely repairable because only one little part of your component will go bad at a time and you know all the little components save the driver they're cheap you know the ten bucks or less so
1: all right guys i gotta get up like 5 30 tomorrow for work so i will talk to you all soon it was a pleasure hanging out and podcasting with all of you happy four twenty.
0: yeah five, likewise
4: morning. man take it easy
0: it Was uh, fun <laughs> yeah be sure if you guys want to check out more footage check out a dude grow show um and uh where did, who posted the youtube video they had a really good youtube video Oh, it was, I think it was on their channel actually the, of the cup. So yes, they did. Check that out. I know he's going to be posting the full list of uh, entries and what place they're in with uh, just the strain names. At least that's what was the last time I heard. So we'll it'll be really cool yeah, that's what he was talking about. I have I couldn't find it anywhere before the episode. I actually wanted to read it off, but uh, I couldn't find it. I don't know if Scotty's put it up yet, so I'll have to now, poke here's him here's something.
1: About. I'm gonna give Scotty a call in a couple of days and run this by him and. Uh... Uh, dude, um, but one thing that's a little rough with uh, having just one category for flower and you yeah. have to have people try and get through 50 strains to see what the best are, you might have something where it's like the best sativa on the planet, but you have somebody who one of the eight strains they managed to get through is just a sativa or a indica lover and they hate sativa, so they won't put a chip towards something that does deserve it. But if you break it into indica sativa hybrid, the people who really enjoy those categories will go vote for those categories so if somebody's like well if there's 12 strains i can fucking power through that and then they'll be able to check out all the strains in that category
0: yeah. and
1: you have a winner from each of those and yeah. then you have a select panel of like scotty brett um jr token maestro and um you know the core dgc uh members and then they guru do a little panel and compare the, the winners of those subcategories and pick an overall winner from those ones. Absolutely. I think that way people will be able to actually try everything that they want to at that point, not be guessing around and just finding stuff that may be good, but it's not on their menu. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The other thing is I think the only other thing I would change too is I would make concentrates a separate um, category. I
1: also think they should have funions available for free, but that's just me. Yes, sure. more, <laughs> more
0: ashtrays than the other two things. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: But, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, ten minutes into it, I was like, oh, shit, there's no ashtrays. And we're like, oh, crap. And they had to, we had to run around and find some. And no, my problem was, oh, shit, was I tried fun. to bring a
1: fucking lighter.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. I, I ended up, uh, f- the friend of mine that came down brought, like, five or six lighters and ended up saving the day, so.
1: <laughs> right on, man. All right. Well, hey, have a great Thanks night, dude. For joining us. Bye. Out of
7: curiosity, what cup are you talking about?
1: Uh, dude
2: Grows oh. Cup.
0: Yeah, we were at the Dude Grows Cup over the weekend. Yeah, I competed uh, two strains. Yep.
2: So,
1: it didn't get first, but everybody that did try it told me they loved it, so I was very happy about that.
0: I, I'm willing to bet that that uh. Your one strain came in top five, or at least top ten.
7: I hope that's so. pretty cool in the that, that feel good. good mention. That's good.
0: Yeah, the it's a nice little secret cup, and uh, I don't know. I was kind of I was thinking about how much fun we had and how amazing experience, and I was, you know, kind of pondering the idea of I have a uh, something in mind. Maybe we'll try to throw our own like aquaponics cup or aquaponics you know, gathering where we can get. You know, maybe once a year we can get all the people from the podcast to get together and just have like a meetup slash, you know, if it, maybe even do some talks. Rent rent out a place for for the day, uh, do some talks, and uh, um, you know, have have kind of like a, a jam out afterwards. Uh, so Marty will still find smart. a way out of it. No, <laughs> yeah, he'll just knock <laughs> his wife up again. We got to make sure we don't. Once this kid comes out, we got nine month, you know, eight months to. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> so <coughs> but unfortunately he was having some some issues today and he's kind of hurting from getting hit in the face with a pretty gnarly piece of uh, pvc so um aquaponic dummy and uh, uh roger you guys want to tell us more about what you guys are up to well we've we
7: been well, like, like Dummy said, uh, we met a year or so ago and got hit it off, and, um, you know, we both, uh, well, it's kind of funny that, you know, my my wife left me Labor Day, right the night before Hurricane, you know, Hurricane Matthew, and uh, we wasn't encouraging people. Anyway, uh, so, you know, it's kind of like uh, we've known each other because we've known each Cause I run I love I, I'm, I, run, I, I love growing marijuana dot for a Robert and uh, and then we started coming on there and I've never been impressed by much of before and uh, we we were looking for a new moderator so I asked him to be a moderator and he met him for mental health
0: and as you guys
7: know he gives shit away all the time
0: oh yeah I'll
7: give him stuff away and that's really how we met was he wanted to give away stuff on the forum but. I felt like it wasn't good for security of members if we started giving out addresses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you th- know, I mean, I've always wanted to have a store, even though you can't make any money with a store really, unless you're making your own light systems or something. But um, I'm working on some systems too that I want to do. I'm gonna. I'm working on ideas. I don't want to go too much into it, but I'm working ideas on ideas that are basically, like I said before that's what I think both of us have on the same page of this. We're working on stuff that will custom fit different things. Something nobody's impressing. Everything's just the size it is. We're going to start looking at the size, grow spaces people are actually using and, and developing entire systems. Now, again, it won't be an because. But, I, but I'd but i like to get onto something else rather than just talk about that. Well, so we're opening up a store. We're going to have a live voice chat on it. Um, like I said, we're going to donate time and, and part of uh, order the chat to, uh, to disabled veterans and all, which I'm you know, really big on supporting. I lost a really good friend on the third day of the war in Nasseria, um, of, of a gunny sergeant from from Ferris Island. And, uh, he got killed the third day. And so I've got a vested interest. I know a lot of, a lot of drill sergeants down there at Ferris Island. And, uh, and I kind of, because I just saw what it did to people, and, and I'm actually part of a support group for that guy's family and friends, and so I get a lot of that. But so when when we when we started to do this chat idea, I asked I wanted to ask the guys on the forum we wanted to be involved we wanted to be involved in doing support, you know, make a few bucks maybe, you know, and uh, a couple of the guys were disabled veterans. And I said, you know what we need to do? We need to give you the department, So if you're not handling a support call uh, for either cannabis or vegetables and hydroponics it. it it'll be uh, you can have I'll give you a free access to your friends or you know you can put it down if notices at the VA or whatever you want to do where disabled veterans and stuff can, can come and talk to somebody and it'll always be there. And Thank so and then I'm blind, I'm legally blind so I wanna do some things with the Association for Blind. Um, You know, I, to look it up but because I, and I want to hire some people that have visual impairment. But I wanted to tell mean, the hydroponics, with all the hydroponic gurus in the country, I would look, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I apologize. Aquaponics gurus in the country, I want, I'll tell you what I told Dummy I want to do, and maybe you guys can send some, give me some ideas my way because I understand it's going to be hard to do what I want to do. I want to use a. I want to build an aquaponic
0: system, which will have to be salt water because I want to grow pistachio. Pistachio nuts need
7: salt water. Yeah, they grow in the Mediterranean or off
0: the California coast. So salt water, salt water can be really tricky. Um, there's no exactly. real good models for. Well, I know how to do salt water systems, but to try and do an aquaponic system with salt water, um, to date, no, you know, no one's really had much. Much luck with that. Now, pistachio, it'd be interesting to see how, you know, something that's like a pistachio tree, you know, I'd take I'd just take a bunch of research and testing and I don't know. That's definitely an interesting idea.
7: Yeah, because they grow dads, I mean, when I when I was 10, I lived in Turkey. And we were right on the Mediterranean, in a little town called Galloway. And You could walk down with a quarter, get a bag of, like a beer bag, Full of mm-hmm. fresh pistachio that's right off the
6: boat out
7: of the <laughs> And you have, if you like pistachios, you have no clue, you have no idea what they really taste like. Uh, I mean, just it's take the best one you ever had, and it, 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 right out of the Mediterranean looks like fresh, you know, off the boat, same kind of quality and all. And uh, that's what I would like to do. I've got my own ways to grow cannabis, and I'm an hydroponics greenhouse guy. I grow habaneros for Whole Foods, and I'm actually going to stop doing that and just grow table vegetables uh, to sell in the open air market. I think I could make as much or more money than trying to fill orders for Whole Foods, and uh, it's just a pain in the butt. They they. You know, they, we went, we, I used to do, I used to sell, I, I, I've grown poblanos for them, um, you know, sweet bells and stuff like that. But mostly I did habanero because habanero is the most expensive pepper out there. And uh, so it's got the highest margin and all. But they kept, they changed me from growing in um, half bushel boxes to growing where they said, we are going to do clamshells. So I, I invested in all this setup to do clamshells and all. They put all my my my, uh, habaneros in there, and then they decided they didn't want clamshells anymore, and they wanted to go back to boxes. And I just they just wouldn't give me the money, so I just decided it wasn't worth. You know, I was making I wasn't even I was basically you know what I'd I'd work a season in my greenhouse and basically break even. Now I'd have food, but all that work and all that investment, all that time. And at the end of the season, all I did was pay for the nutrients, the minerals, because I make all my own nutrients. I, I mix them out of the 50-pound. You know, I mix calcium nitrate, uh, potassium nitrate, iron, uh, magnesium in part A, part B. I mix potassium, uh, you know, sulfate of potash, um, MKP, MAP, and uh, and uh, Epsom salts and uh, magnesium sulfate. And then I make my own micronutrient out of chelates, with the boron, manganese, magnesium, zinc, copper, and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing something. I'm sure one of you experts know what I'm missing. But, um, I mix that all up myself, and I use those same 1,000 liter totes, just like dummy house. That's what I I run out of my greenhouse, and I run a, I run a spray-to-waste system. So I run my plumbing down one inch, three-quarter down the main, <laughs> down the main line and I break it down to three quarter inch PVC and then break it and tee up into half inch lines with micro lines with micro sprayers and um, and they basically place the sprayer by the plant It it sprays all over the entire medium and I grow in perlite I grow in three to five gallon poly bags sitting on the greenhouse floor and put a drill a sprayer in each one and they get water anywhere from, well, when I start a small plant, doesn't need to be borders as much, it's like 40 seconds every 60 minutes. And then when they start to, you know, develop fruit sets, I go to 40 seconds every 40 minutes. And then when they start developing three or four tiers of fruits, I go to 60 seconds every 40 minutes. And that, And I do that every hour. Well, I know I don't do it every hour. It's on a recycle timer, so once it's a photocell, the lakes come, the sun comes up, and it waters, and it waters like that all day, depending on the cycle of growth. And I learned to make my hydroponic nutrients from David Hill. I don't know if anybody ever heard of that hill, but he is. He used to work for Better Grow Hydro in California for David Goldman, and I met him because I was calling around trying to find the best hydro place. And even though I'm in Carolina, I found a place in California. Well, he was the field agent for all the hydroponic farms in South Africa and Kenya. So, and the state tells you what to grow there. And these just amazing farms that they had over there. And I said, wow, if they can grow like that. They didn't grow American style. They grew third world style. But I said, wow, if they can produce like that over there where they got bigger bugs and it's hotter, I should do okay here in South Carolina, and he helped me make my own custom nutrient formulations where I have a balanced nutrient form like a ten ten ten, and then I have a special like nine eighteen thirty eight for peppers with high potassium, uh, and then I can adjust that because I just you know you get you know you guys know what it's like you get you start getting to know your plants, and you just go and add a little bit more of this or that you know. Uh, we don't always necessarily it's a fluctuating thing when you grow produce because you got done at the different times. I actually equate that to cannabis too, uh, because you got the same thing. You got to, you know, you got a plant that's growing in bed, so you really don't need, you know, you've got that balance formula works great. And then as you go through the transition, you know, you can you can slap it with some MKP to boost that phosphorus up. And then I just boost the potassium from down out once it starts what well, if it was cannabis once the birds were there. But that's what I've been doing. and Well, David Hill now works for Canada. I, I know you guys, will all you can ask you as a group, like Dummy does, do you, all of you pretty much mix all your own stuff?
0: Yeah, because there isn't any nutrients on the market right now for aquaponics specifically, and there's only a handful of products out there that are okay to use because basically we need all the nitrogen stripped out. And then zinc, and um, uh, I forget what the other one is off at the moment. I'm super high right now. Um so you um, need a
7: there with no nitrogen and no zinc?
0: You uh, like super low zinc are the two things that, uh, well, so, you know, some bloom boosters are, are really good, but it just depends <laughs> yeah. on what they are.
7: Maybe that's what we should develop as a team. We should get together as a group and develop some aquaponic
0: awesome Oh, yeah. I have a whole line, actually. <laughs> That I'm hopefully going to be launching here in the next year, but I uh, stores, don't have right? a chance to talk about.
7: That's I mean, if it's okay with yummy, you can sell it in our store. We'll, we'll keep you up
0: right away. That'd be great. Yeah, we can talk about that definitely off off the show. Yeah,
7: yeah, that's that, yeah, yeah. good.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we're. I'm always. I got a whole bunch of irons in the oven, and we got a whole bunch of stuff, especially uh, once this product uh, company up in Canada gets off the ground here. That we're that'll it'll be really big and hopefully even uh, expanding into California here pretty quickly uh, with the sim- same group of people or a similar group of people uh, working together to the same common goal. so it'll be a lot of fun
7: well if i can help you out at all i would be i would be more than happy to um since i've I've got a lot i've got all i've got pretty much everything and if i don't have exactly what you might use i can add it and then we could do some test formulas if you ever want you know you want to try to mix up something new because that's basically what our whole business is about i'm not we can't make any money selling hydro farm gear or fox farm and i'm not looking to do that i'm looking to have a venue where i can sell my own systems and the systems of my friends and people i respect like dummy he's coming up with ideas to do stuff and he, he wants to oh, yeah. build these cob light systems and you know we my whole idea was really to build you get so many growers that come to you and say What am I going to, what do I need? I just started my $80 seeds and I don't have, what am I, what do I need to grow? And so we're just going to put together kits from economy kits to like two by three tent kits, four by four tent kits, four by eight tent kits, you know, room, whatever size, you know, like, you know, super premium custom expert grow kits, uh, you know, and all that, uh, super, you know, like, with, with and without fans and stuff like that, but I was thinking about, because if you're selling ready-made nutrients or products, grow products, whether it be reservoirs or pumps or whatever, you can't make any money unless you do a kit because you're only going to make money off of two parts. But you'll you'll yeah. sell that part, you make a few money of, of that product, you make a few bucks on, and that's all you're still going to make is a few bucks uh, and because they bought the whole kit. And that because if you... And they might be able to get the kid a little cheaper if they buy it all themselves. But, but then they have to do all the shopping and all the putting together and the research as opposed to, we kind of know after years and years of working in this, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Just like some of you've got your, your opinions about what's the best LED lights to build, you know, like which company, you know, same kind of deal. Because I've got, I want to put together a modular growth system that'll work in tents. So you can use one one module, or you can snap another module together with it. Then you can turn it and turn it, and, or you know you could have it in a straight line or whatever. So I'm working mm-hmm. on those manifolds that'll hook, hook that together. And uh, one of my staff is actually a guy that's a production manager, like knows about molds and getting tools made to have something made all the time, or or whether like for you guys, for instance, say you got a, a vessel that you want to have your aquaponic system in, mm-hmm. well. This fella was would give me some good advice. Find something that you like to use, but it doesn't connect to everything so easy. You got to do a lot of fabrication. If you wanted to make a system that was ready made, like somebody was talking about growing in a tent, I can't fathom doing aquaponics in a tent. But okay, if if he's got gumption and he's going to do it and he's doing it, he's doing it. So you could uh, you take a vessel you like. You go to the company that makes that vessel. And then you just talk to them about applying this connection thing onto it. And they Mm -hmm. could do it way cheaper than you could do it. Like you couldn't make the vessel up at the reservoir with the connections cheaper Mm -hmm. than you could if you went to a company and bought their reservoir, whatever it was, any food grade, 55-gallon drum, whatever, you know, whatever you find that's food grade. And then then, uh, then, uh, have them tool and attach your fittings to it. That's the kind of things that I'm into doing right now. That's that's a, of what I, I'm not trying to just sell, you know, water farms, even you know, and stuff like that. And I love the aquaponics thing. I if I can't, I'm by myself on my farm. I don't have time, and I what I've got, but I do have. I can get fish. I can get trout. I can get ta- tilapia. I don't like eating tilapia, so I don't really want to use tilapia. But I'm in South Carolina, where I can get fingerlings for like less than a dollar i don't know what y'all pay but you know i can get a I can get fingerlings a really really cheap now see dummy can't get that kind of price on the right fish he's got to use a local fish and manipulate the, the environment for it but but we have I, I live in an area where i can get just about any kind of fish you know pretty much and we even have salt water here i was thinking about Going back to my idea about uh, the, the pistachio nuts, check this out. I've got ocean out there. Instead of making my own salt water, why don't I harvest it from the ocean? What do you think about that?
0: Um, you could do that, too. You also don't have any control of um, contaminants, and some places get kind of weird about pulling seawater out like that, but it's just a— uh, yeah.
7: yeah, it could be, yeah, for sure. I right, just, yeah, so no no big hurrahs or balloons going off or nothing. Okay. So, um, but I don't know. That's, I don't know what else uh, to, to tell you. That's pretty much what we're doing. We're just, we're looking to support people. Uh, I think we're getting back to where people want to, they've gone through a texting era, but a lot of people are getting sick of waiting on getting an answer. So I want to try to provide somewhere they can get an answer right now those guys that are panicking on all the forums all the time, or even on your Facebook page, you wake up, how many times you get a guy with a crisis that's been freaking out all night because you were in bed.
0: Yep. (laughs) You don't even, you should see some of the crazy shit that I've gotten. I had a, I had a guy, I had a guy message me from Jordan and I'd love to get this guy listens to the show pretty religiously. I'd love to get him on the show, but um, he will be executed if they find him. So, I have to worry about that but this guy sent me a thing and was like dude i like finally found a way to get these seeds and like you don't even know the hell i went through to get just get them to the point they are now like and i don't know why they they don't look like the stuff that i see online and, dah, 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 dah. and you know tried to help him find what he could use and acquire out there and uh, to get his stuff so you know it's really it really <coughs> you really do get the gamut of people Especially when you reach out and provide information, kind of like we do, um, we've I've actually had viewers from 151 countries um, on so far on the, uh, according to YouTube anyway, on the on the podcast, which is pretty freaking awesome.
7: Yeah, it's getting widespread like that. Our forum is loaded with people from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Africa. Uh, we got I okay, uh, recently uh, yesterday I had a dealings with a guy in Portugal. You know, So I'm trying to help them find grow equipment, because they can't buy grow equipment over there. Like eBay Australia, you can't buy grow lights, and you can't buy yep. nutrients and stuff. So I've been working out, we found a place, I, I haven't really investigated it enough, um, but because it sells all kind of stuff, it's kind of like a sharper image thing, but it's called Gearbest, and I think it's out of China. Mm-hmm. But at least they would sell to the people over there, so that's one thing I've been working on too. So we're working off affiliate accounts too. In fact, I opened an affiliate account with them just for those members because we we try to um, we try to advertise with only our partners on the site. Mm-hmm. Try to keep comer- competing links off, although we look we allow information links, but mm-hmm. we don't allow links to any other seed banks or anything. And
6: mm-hmm. In my opinion,
7: we got the best genetics on the planet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm smoking some of the Robert's Gold Leaf right now, and that's some good, shit. it's one of the highest CBD plants on the planet. Nice. I believe it's up around 30 or so, 28 to
0: 34. Wow, what's you? the name of the strain?
7: Gold Leaf.
0: Gold Leaf, okay.
7: Right. It's a, you can't kill this plant, it's a massive, It's a. It, it'll grow, ma- depending on your system and lights, mainly lights, and to me it's lights. Um, uh, you're gonna. get you, a big, pretty good-sized plant. about five to six feet tall. Um, pretty massive, hard buds. Uh, I've seen uh, our members are going nuts with this stuff, and I got it because I'm an old school. I wanted to since I get seeds from the seed bank or seed back, I was getting the jacker air and the, you know that kind of stuff, and then I kept watching the members growing. Yeah, I, I can see. Wow, it's a good. What is that Gold leaf. They keep that Roberts own strain
0: and they're buying gold leaf, and I'm going,
3: Man, that plant just looks awesome. Every time isn't that true, Donna? Hello? Tell me. Matthew, yeah, I'm sorry man, I was uh typing away. I didn't want you guys to yeah, man, I like it. Isn't, I mean
7: isn't that true though? Every time you turn around and you see an awesome plant on the site, it's freaking gold leaf.
3: I mean, yeah, I I mean, like I said, I got some going right now in aquaponics, so I'm I'm planning on uh Sharing that experience as soon as it gets harvestable.
7: Yeah, y'all get to see that gold leaf in action in in Dummies though. Without body Dummies, really. uh, System. So, I ordered something new today. Everybody want to know what I'm getting? What's that, man? Well, I ordered the fruity pack, which is
3: blueberry, strawberry Kush,
7: and pineapple haze. And then I ordered the Blue Dream. Somebody tonight was talking about Blue Dream. I ordered Blue Dream today and another package of the Flower Power Bloom because I love those nutrients. I can't believe how good that's another thing, guys. If you have guys that do grow, that friends of yours are growing hydroponics, have them check out the starter pack by Robert Roberts and Robert Seed Bank called Flower Power. It's a powder nutrient that dissolves immediately. It's so soluble. You only use about anywhere from a half a teaspoon to three quarters of a teaspoon per gallon and a starter pack bloom which you use the most of right We, have, i mean i'm sure your guys you guys pull your own you did hydro or something but you always use more bloom than everything well i got two full plants out of it the, the starter kit cost 36 bucks and it's start grow bloom and boost and you're sad to boost at two to four ec 0.2 to 0.4 ec along with your bloom in week seven and eight or six and seven you know wherever whether it's sativa indica it could be like i did mine in eight and a half nine and a half because i accidentally just kept blooming them too long and well they're just now amber so i've got some og kush finishing and gold and i've got gold leaf finishing so i'm getting six ounces plus out of a out of a simple pro grow in a five gallon cloth pot with nothing but a standard base nutrient and um, water them a gallon at a time. I've been doing hydroponic systems and building all kind of stuff since the very beginning of my career in 2005. And I've got, I've had aero units with the same sprayers dummy uses and systems, but uh, I have a blast. I have a blast. I've been a moderator from the beginning, so that was kind of cool, you know. And I've, I've been you know moderated six or seven sites, and two or three of them were pretty cool and pretty big. And I love what I do. I think we've got one of the coolest cannabis forums on the planet. It's friendly. We don't allow any bullshit, no bitching people. Nobody's around cussing anybody, calling them stupid. Um, I won't tolerate it. And we got a clientele that's mostly 45 to 65 years old. They're they're like retired professionals that have suddenly decided they didn't want to drool on themselves because because of, of their blanketed prescription, and they found after the, you know, we all all know that a few years ago, they released all the true facts and studies the government had with, you know, the Library of Congress, what, every 50 years or whatever. So when they found out the true facts about cannabis and it started, the medical wave started happening in the last few years, we've got tons of mature senior people that are just now starting to grow pot instead of doing pharmaceuticals. And that's what I'm proud of. And they're they're going and running around talking about having fun with their grandchildren, you know, instead of drooling on themselves in a chair in the house. So I think that's one of the greatest testimonies to medical marijuana is that I, I truly know older people that really, really for sure have medical, you know, issues and it's helping them. And I you know, so we're winning. We're winning, slowly but surely. And it's guys like you that do it too. All the
0: attention you bring everybody. But
7: I'm gonna shut up now because this sounds like everybody's snoring. So.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. We love to bring on guests to so have them talk about their experiences and what they do. So Well,
7: I, I and is it now that Steve that just spoke, right? Yep. Okay, I just wanted to get where I knew your voice a little bit. I thought <laughs> thought I knew who I was talking who was talking to. Me. And I appreciate. It. I, hey i love it man it's 420 and i'm alone tonight i mean no lady's next door but i'm still alone in fact since <laughs> she's home that she's home she's got the dog so i'm really alone so i feel i feel honored that you guys would in, invite me to be a, as a non aquaponic grower and invite me in to talk and oh, you know yeah. listen to you guys That's been great i've been loving it
0: yeah. we uh we love to get all different kinds of you know we don't just do aquaponic growers you know we bring on other people that do just soil and, you know, just different kinds of equipment or just that and the other. It's just, you know, anything kind of related to that because most of the people that do grow in aquaponics also have a soil garden or also have, you know, a veggie garden or, you know, whatever. So, there, you know, we all, and not only that, you learn different te- techniques and that, concepts and ideas and they overlap. And, you know, this is how you get exposed to, to things to, you know, so that one of us or someone listening can come up with the next new great idea, you know?
7: Yeah, for sure. Great. Yeah, that's, that's great too. And see, I, I do that too. I've got soil grows. In fact, on that note, how many of you have heard about I'm sure you're all over Facebook at all. I'm actually starting, I started a Facebook page and I'm going to be doing um, rain gutter grow system this year. Okay. And I'm teaching it as you need to supplement it because I've seen some of them people have great plants and other people having plants that I know from looking at them need some minerals. You know, so I got banned from the original rain gutter growth system because <laughs> I was trying to support people like that, and they didn't like it. And I was helping them with bugs, which they were getting help. They told me they didn't want me to water down their page with other things like, you know, what bug that is and how you treat it. Or I would add some, uh, you know, I might add some nutrients to that today, you know, or you know once in a while. So he didn't like that. Plus, he, I don't know about you guys, but i still argue that. Rain gutter growth system capillary action is wicking and
0: therefore hydroponics, but he didn't like that. You know, so. Well, there's we use wicking beds and aquaponics for root crops, and I've tried to grow cannabis that way and aquaponics. and I, I tried a couple of different things, and we ended up having an issue. Someone suggested that maybe my soil mix was a little bit off, so I might try it again with a different one. I know Marty really likes it doing the uh, the sips. So. Well, can I ask you your soil mix, does
7: it have dirt in it?
0: um what, what do you mean well to me soil means it has
7: dirt in it if it's a potting mix it doesn't have any dirt
0: oh oh um uh, no See, well no i always street. i always love to add a little bit of local soil or local dirt whatever you have you from outside to mix in with the um within my, my regular base just to introduce local microbes um, right. because you will you know get some microbes that are more adapted or even a, a variation of a microbe that's more adapted to your local climate and it will add a benefit to it. Same thing with adding a small amount of local soil when you're making compost teas um, can have that same effect.
7: Yeah, yeah I, got, I agree with that philosophy. Yeah. So, I got so. Rebello's book. I got Rebello's book. It's like a Webster, Merriam, Merriam-Webster dictionary. You know, with the small print you have your whole life—the little red book, the dictionary. I got a compost book by Rebello, the father of organic gardening, and wrote a compost book. It's that thing, that little tiny print. Can you imagine all that information about composting?
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, we we do a lot of uh, a lot of kind of similar stuff to the composting with uh, the compost <laughs> and the lactobacillus ferments in terms of breeding you know, different microbes to their best of their ability.
7: And you're doing that in your soil grills or
0: you're doing that, adding that to your aqua hard, hard pot? Uh, we, so both to the system water and then also to the top layer of our, um, you know, when we're doing dual root zone pots. Uh, we, we run yeah. a system called dual root zone. Where, and then we water in just that upper layer and do it that way. This way we can get, you know, basically double the microbes. Uh, you get the terrestrial microbes that love that soil layer and then you get the aquatic microbes that prefer the, you know, fully, fully aquatic environment, which you end up with two different, you know, groups of microbes altogether. You know, mycos don't like being fully submerged at all, uh, for example. So. Huh.
7: And see, that's interesting. This is what will bring more people, I think, maybe aquaponics. That this is what the aquaponic dummy taught me that I didn't know. And and I'd never seen anybody, of course. At some point, just that I'll just be honest, I just quit looking. Okay. I was never I never saw anything that impressed me evidently I've never seen any of you guys sites you know occasionally so so the, you know but I, I do not know how many years you've been doing it and I you know probably 2008-2009 I just quit looking at aquaponics because I had my own hey I got a full plate enough you know <laughs> I always wanted to raise fish and so I thought I'd eventually get to it but again that plate is pretty full it's just hard to add more food to it so then I met, when I met when I met Dummy. I went, Oh my God! And he taught me something that I'd never seen before, never heard before. And again, because I've been looking years ago, that you actually supplement your octoponic systems with, mm-hmm. you know, minerals and whatever. You know, like you're talking about to make it microbes doing you know, things that are, you know, cause reactions. And uh, and I thought that was very interesting. Uh, that's when I said, in fact, he sent me uh, some rock phosphate just for shits and giggles so I can play with it next year when, or this summer when I'm doing something. But I wanted to I wanted to build a section. I got a section of greenhouse 24 by 30 I could put up, and I wanted to get like a 12 by 12 or 16 by 16 swimming pool, four-foot deep swimming pool, and put my fish in that. Mm-hmm. And I think, so how big of a system do you think I could use if I got... Just say a twelve by 12, three foot or four foot tall swimming pool. What kind of system could I grow up of that? What would it
0: supply? Well, I mean, you could you could run at least you know a hundred by six foot or hundred by four foot grow bed, at least at least or equivalent in grow beds. You know, that's a huge fish tank. In fact, you could probably run two or three of those, now that I think about it, uh, just quick math in my head. Um, You know, if you had a high stocking rate and we're feeding them every day, I mean, you could totally run a pretty sizable system off of something like that. Or, you know, just cut back on your feed rate or your stocking rate, and and you could run, you know, much fewer without having any issues as well. So stocking rate and and feed rate are the two things that will kind of determine that, as well as, uh, to a lesser extent, filtration.
7: Right, right. And
0: that's going to be a lot of filtration. Well, yes and no. You know, you, you need a solid separation. Um, and then you want to have a, uh, you know, an off-gassing chamber and then, and then you know, going back to your bed. So it's not, not anything overly complicated, um, you know, depending on whether or not you're going to include media into the system um, or, or how you're going to set it up. If you're using a lot of media in the pots or a lot of media in the bed, you know, in the beds below the pots, and you don't really need to go with a biological filter because that is vastly more surface area than any biological filter would ever be, uh, even you know, the MMRs and you know MM-MBBR or whatever the hell it's called, um, uh, and any of those other you know brush ones or whatever else. Uh, the brush filter is going to be pretty good, but my favorite is using the settling tanks or, or radial flow. It really seems to work much much better than most of the other ones. And then you can always put a filter sock on the end of it if you want. Um, you can get, you know, aquaculture or, you know, in, industrial grade filter socks are pretty damn cheap. Um, and just, yeah. you know, have a set, especially on a bigger system, um, you know, just get a couple different sets of them and then throw them in the wash inside out with no, no detergent just to clean them. Um, it works really, really well. I've used them a lot on, you know, multiple, you know, two to two to 5,000 gallon fish systems. Um, Everything from fish walls and and in, importers to aquaponic systems, and it works really well, um, especially if you have company coming or something like that, or an event, and you really want to polish your water up, make it nice and crystal clear. It can be, you know, using those filter socks at different levels or different um, filter densities can really help with that. If you have to, you know, quickly snazz up the system for, you know, you know, reporter coming or whatever,
7: so they can see the fish, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know as my old boss used to say make look nice
7: and you said you could probably do a six by 100 foot grow bed off that
0: probably more that's uh yeah you could do way more than that yeah if i mean your your fish tank that is about at that time at that point would be you know one two thousand gallons um or something like that so that's you can run a huge fish you know system off of that i know people that are running four four hundred foot by four foot grow bed 100 foot by eight foot uh, rows off of us, you know, a tank similar to that size with heavy, heavy stocking density, mind you.
7: Um, See, I run a, might, I, Well, I could go with a
0: smaller tank then, but go on,
7: go on, Aquaponic.
3: I run uh, somewhere around uh, 1,300 gallons right now. So, and that's increasing, you know, as I add to it. But I can, I mean, I got about a thousand feet of garden that I'm trying to fill. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't have. You know that the, the straight there floating rafts or anything but mm. uh, I have I have a lot of garden that I can do
7: I used to have floating rafts but they got wore out and I hadn't been able to find
0: where I could get them again I, I lost that contact like, you can look up uh, beaver boards if you're looking for, for le- if you're doing lettuce production all, beaver boards are pretty good um, uh, you can get them as a bunch of different suppliers that have them in the United States and in Don't Canada beaver.
7: So, beaver
0: boards. yeah they're called beaver boards.
3: Oh, which reminds me, uh, I've had it come up a few times now, and this is kind of off topic, but it's sure. It just reminded me of it. Uh, a lot of guys yeah. that are uh, the newer guys that are trying to do uh, Aero systems, and they're looking for tops. I, I see. Uh, I, I brought it up to uh, uh, Silver Arm Thirty Two on his channel. I actually posted it on his channel so he can look it up. It's called Starboard. Uh, or marine board, it works pretty good for any kind of tops that, are, that want to be waterproof. It's it's like a plastic wood ma- composite material. I don't I don't exactly know what it's made of, but uh, it's awesome stuff to cut through, and it and it will last forever. And it's plastic, so it's it's uh it's really good stuff. So anybody who's interested in in uh, waterproof tops uh, to put net pots or something like that, and it doesn't float, uh, but it is waterproof. Um, and again, it's called starboard or kingboard.
7: Well, is this beaver board? Does it float?
3: No, yeah. it's not float. Well, that's that's the only. That's yeah, yeah.
7: I I wanted the foam rafts that float.
0: Yeah, the beaver boards float. Yeah. Oh, it does float. Yes.
7: Yeah. Oh, okay. Now recall. Cool. It looks like some is some kind. Am I seeing it right? It looks like they actually come with a like it not the holes aren't drilled but it looks like plugs where you take
0: where they got you spaced or something like that yep yep It's a nice and evenly spaced for lettuce production or they have different spacings that you can get for them um now if it's you're doing more. cannabis if you're doing cannabis you're going to want to flood and drain beds and that's a whole other discussion but um on how to and set that, that up but
7: i was going to ask you that too when you were describing your beds earlier like when i asked you about doing that swimming pool and you said well you'd have the bed you'd do, you're talking so You're talking about building,
0: so uh, what kind of mediums are you going to use in an ebb and blow pen? Sure, so you kind of have two options. You can either go um, flood and drain trays, same as you would for running cocoa or something like that, Um, or you can actually put grow media um, in the grow beds and then just stick your pots in there um, and do it that way, and that works pretty well as well. Um, Six in one half dozen in the other. One provides more biological filtration, but... Depending on your pre-filtration, you may or may not need that additional uh, biological. Plus, you also have all the biological in the bottoms. Half of pots. Sorry. Well, I've got a whole bunch. I got a whole bunch
7: of hydrogen. Mm-hmm. and I've also get, I've got a source where I buy perlite, four hundred and forty pounds at a time. Like I go to Gold Gold Hill, Carolina oh, wow. to the perlite factory and they put a bag in the back that weighs 440 pounds, back in the pickup truck and drive back home. Wow. So I could load an entire bed full of perlite, but I would think it'd be better if I, would you, would you consider using like a pro mix or anything? Would a lot of pro, would that help? Dialogue?
0: I mean, that seems like it would. Uh, stuff that I like using is like a soil mix of 20 to 30% percent coca um, to give it some airiness uh really really works well i've also used lava rock in exchange for the coca cola for air supplement but yeah and you get yeah exactly you can use lava rock in place of hydrogen especially for dual root zone pots for the bottom half um lava rock is perfectly good for media but it can be kind of rough on your hands when you're working in huge beds and you need to do a lot of it if you're not wearing gloves it can really tear your hands pretty
4: definitely rough on your hands man
7: yeah. yeah. yeah I just, when I use one, I tell you, I I bust the crap out of it first with a hammer. I bust the crap out with a with a sledgehammer or something, you know, like that. And then then I open the bag and get all the you know pieces out, stri- strain off all the dust and then rinse, as we all know, rinse and rinse and rinse. And rinse, and rinse. Well there's
0: There's an easy way to do that. What you do is you take your bag of um, lava rock you sit it up vertically in your, uh, outside in your yard or on your driveway. Um, you take a screwdriver, you stab the ever loving hell out of the bottom half of the bag. And then you take a knife, you cut a small slit in the top and then you run your hose through the top. And then you can wash all of it right inside the bag without having to fist fiddle with it and pull your hair out and you know, all this shit. Yeah. uh, That's awesome yeah just wash it right in the bag and then once you know you can keep running it until it comes out clear at the bottom it makes it super easy to know when you're done uh, and then once it's once it's clean you just take it lift it up you know hopefully you didn't dam- stab it so bad that you damage the integrity of the bag but generally you can just lift it up and then you know stick your finger in one of the holes that you made and just rip it open and dump it right in and i that seriously it'll save you a few hours if you don't know how to don't know about that little trick um, since aqua, uh, since fish ganja guy is safely gone, um, the uh, langbenite dosage is <laughs> for, uh, uh, 41 grams per 100 gallons, and that 41 gives 41 grams
5: per 100. I'm yep. writing it down,
0: um, and that's uh, for um, that gets you about you know 20 to 25 percent of what your target dosage would be for that. It is a little bit high on magnesium, but um, I, I mean. I high in magnesium and then it's beyond the 20 or 25 percent I generally recommend for dosage of any one nutrient when using a nutrient blend but um, in general it's a pretty good starting dose you could dose that once and dose it the following week or the week after and you're not going to overshoot
5: how frequently should you dose
0: um, so something like that you would probably dose about once a week at least you know kind of dose it, it, it kind of look at you know feel your plants out uh see see what they're doing and see what they need and you know feed them accordingly or you know if it's, if you're in flower uh you know you could boost that up a little bit you could go up as high as 60 grams if you wanted to, especially if you're having a calmag problem or running cocoa um, because that will give you a little extra thank so 40
5: grams per 100 gallons of start seed
0: Yep. cool thank you it's a nice safe dosage where you won't kill anything or screw anything up Nice. What I aim for is 20 to 25% of target. So if I say a nutrient, I mean, shit, we'll just use potassium, for example. Uh, We'll use langonite, for example. Potassium, you know, you want to aim for a minimum of 100 parts per million, especially in flour, uh, for aquaponic animals in the water. So, um, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. So this is going to dose it so that your potassium is going to be at 20, 20 parts per million potassium, 24. Or um, 12 uh, parts per million of magnesium and 24 parts per million of uh, sulfate uh, when that dissolves in the water. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying you
7: only you only add if it's required to be 100 parts per million. With the everything it needs, you never add more in an aquaponic system than 25% Okay.
0: that. Yeah. In the aquatic layer yeah, exactly in the aquatic layer uh is what i'm referring to that, that's separate from what i would dose for you know the soil you know if you're going to make a tea you know that would be a good low end you, know, you could go up to you know, 50 to 55 grams if you're going to dose for like a bloom booster tea or something like that for your soil layer you definitely go a little bit higher you know if you're mixing like a 55 gallon batch of of compost tea, which is what we do here we just use a big trash can a 40 or 50 gallon trash can and uh we brew it up in fact there's a a video of a different farm that I did a couple couple months ago, uh, I think in August or September or something, uh, where I did a, a compost tea video about that.
7: Oh, I think I want to watch
0: that. That's in your channel. Yep, it's on my my channel, ponics
7: What what number?
0: Uh, it's just a, it's not like an episode of the podcast. It's just a it's just it's under the How To playlist. Okay. On my channel. And I'm going to be doing a How To Germinate Seeds here soon. Um, uh, it's one of the series video series I'm working on right now. Um, and then I'm going to have some, some cool veggie stuff, uh, coming up here, building a nice new system. Hopefully get started on that next week. When I get back, um, I am teaching, uh, at Ouroboros this weekend. If anyone's looking to come take some aquaponic cannabis classes, uh, we'll be teaching there. Um, which is a lot of fun.
3: We want to get some of these questions here.
0: Oh, yeah, let's get to the, the chat questions. Um, do you want to make an announcement, Aquaponic Dummy?
3: Uh, well, I can, I'll can. do it after uh, a couple of these questions
0: here. Okay, yeah, let me scroll up here. So we had, um, uh, where was it? Okay, what do you do if your fish get sick? Um, well, it kind of depends on what's wrong with your fish. Um, the easiest thing to do is to quarantine them and put them into saltier water. You know, as, you can go you know, as high as five parts from uh, PPT, parts per thousand um salinity and that can really really help with you know helping your fish get over being sick for most species um, if it, you have an ick outbreak uh, in your system uh, get a heater for your system and crank the heat up about eight eight to ten degrees um, that will burn out the ick parasite it'll finish its life cycle before it has a chance for the eggs to finish developing uh, you can wipe it out that way um, if you have a open wound on your fish um, salt baths are definitely the way to go remove the fish um, take about a pound of uh, aquarium salt, put that in a five-gallon bucket, mix it up uh, with water, and you can scale it up or down. Um, and then uh, use that, uh, take your fish, catch him, put him in that five-gallon bucket of salt water for uh, you know about a minute to a minute and a half, uh, and then put him back in the, uh, in the tank. And that's great for fungal infections. It's good for paras- external parasites, flukes, uh, anchor worm, fish fleas, uh, anything like that, it does really, really good for it. If they have a bad infection, a nasty wound, they got attacked by another fish, they got sucked onto the side of the pump. Um, the salt baths also work because it kills the bacteria or fungus that's growing on the wound. Uh, and that can help a lot. Um, and then it looks like you had another question here from Jose uh, who asks, uh, fish versus crustaceans, pros, cons. Um, crustaceans can definitely be much trickier. Uh, if you're doing cannabis, I really wouldn't recommend them. Um, they're more for vegetable growing because they are much more sensitive. If you happen to OD, um, you know, your potassium too high, not potassium, your phosphorus too high, you can kill them. Um, and there's a couple of other things that are just much trickier. They also require a minimum alkalinity level and a minimum calcium level, or they will lose their fertility and potentially die depending on how severe it is. Um, so they can be a much, much harder learning curve and much trickier. Um, fish is going to be much easier. And more predictable waste output. Um, yeah, so I think that's the questions we have in chat. Unless does anybody else have any questions um, on the podcast? Do you have any questions, Roger, about aquaponic growing, or do you, have you seen anyone uh, posting anything? You go on a lot of different forums and stuff. Uh, I, any,
7: usually, uh, I usually I usually I usually Send a message to Aquaponic Dummy and say, "Hey, we got somebody asking questions about aquaponics."
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs> Is that, same, that same <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I don't see a lot of it, and I kind of asked a lot of questions about aquaponics, right you know, to, really? to understand what you were, what to clarify what you were talking about, like in relation to the grow bed model. So mm-hmm. basically, it's just basically I can pretty much run the same kind of bed like an ebb and flow just like you would for a, for a half a mile. Then You're
0: going to be using the fish poop. So. Yeah, just make, just make sure you don't flood that, that uh, water up to the soil layer. You're not trying to make that wick. You're trying to water that separately. So you have kind of two nutrient zones. You have the aquatic and the soil layer, and you can adjust them differently to make sure you're getting maximum input without you know getting too much nutrients in the water for the fish well, I'll get,
7: I'll get some links to the videos that, that show what you're talking about so I truly understand it later on.
0: Sure, but, yeah.
7: yeah. Yeah, I've been very much enjoying it. I think I've learned a lot tonight. I, I get to learn a lot every day,
0: you know. There's a love, good question. ECSD, uh, uh, um, we're actually, uh, I hung out with the Mammoth P guys when we were at the Cup. We're going to have Mammoth P on the show. I actually have no idea what the answer to the question is. ECSD uh, asks, Mammoth P, how long does it stay in the system? Um, that is a question I do not know, but I will tell you that we're going to have Mammoth P on in the next month. And when we do, um, you guys will, you know, I can't wait to hear, to get some of the really awesome questions answered that I have and some of the questions that you guys have that we have banked up. Whenever somebody asks us a question we don't know, Marty and I have a, a Excel sheet that we have that we share and stuff like that. And we also use it for, you know, if we want to cover a topic or, or you know, If we have data that we want to cover, whatever we can, kind of all be on the same page for the show or work on it over the week and all that. So um, we have some a couple different questions that people ask that you know we just don't have answers for that I don't. Uh, So when we get them on the show, we'll we'll get that answer for you. Okay. Well, uh, I have a
3: giveaway. I'm giving away a three-part box form. Or the, the fox farm trio six ounce, catchy, and uh, um, open sesame. One of the viewers.
7: Well, I'm, I'm pretty much. I mean, wild card
0: in general. Absolutely. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh. There we go. Brian goes got some feedback. I got him. I got him muted. There we go. Um, go ahead again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that you want to what was the what are you giving away
3: <laughs> uh open sesame beastie bloom and and uh uh cha-ching for well it's a three-part six uh six ounce little bottles uh, awesome. to one of the viewers so uh, i don't know how you, how you want to
0: yeah, if, yeah you're in chat, if you're in chat watching live right now uh, type in chat and say something in chat and then uh we'll let aquaponic dummy pick someone from chat
7: yeah, it's, a, it's, the it's, additives. it's a set of additives
0: from fox farm yep the beastie bloom is good the open sesame is also good both of them can be used in aquaponics um just don't use the uh the cha um the cha-ching you could use if you didn't have fish in the system yet um but it does it is pretty high in nitrogen and you would be double stacking your nitrogen which is going to make your your buds a little smaller and you don't want to do that so
7: well, I have a question because of what you said. Sure. <laughs> All right. Since you can say, well, now you could use that additive, but you wouldn't, would you use any of the ox farm base nutrients in aquaponics system?
0: Uh, I'd have to look at the ingredients list. Okay. Um,
7: okay. So it's actually the fact that it is an additive is, and it's slanted towards one mineral or another that allows you to use it. And would you use it at 25% of the suggested dosage? to
0: get to your 25% rule or how Um, would you do that 25% rule is just when I'm doing my own powder nutrients but yes you would always want to um, you know go with maybe a quarter dosage or half dosage with aquaponics because in soil they assume that you're occasionally going to water it through and flush it you know or or some level of of flow through Um, or same thing with cocoa and hydro you're dumping your res so you will have a salt buildup, so this is why you know in aquaponics we don't we don't ever do that. You know we're working on low nutrient levels, high microbe levels, and just you know cranking in just what the plant needs. So um, again, if anyone's in chat and you're interested in entering for that, um, you know say something in chat right now and uh, and we'll 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 pick a name for in a, in a minute or two. So, Can uh, we give something away? Yeah, E C S D is like me me me. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like another thing that would be like a big no-no uh for aqu- for aquaponic system is um yucca extract or sometimes on labels it's listed as saponins if it's not listed as um yucca extract that is extremely lethal to fish but pretty harmless to um, soil microbes and perfectly okay to use in a hydroponic system but it will kill all of your fish at like 0.5 or one parts per million or even less so, uh, you definitely don't want to use that um, if you're, you have fish in the system. Uh, the Yurok, or uh, not Yurok, the different Indians in um, uh, uh, California used to uh, collect the yucca and then they'd press it with a big rock, squeeze the juice out, and they collect that and they put it in these gla- uh, clay vessels and they let it evaporate down. Uh, make kind of a concentrate out of it and then they would dump that into a river and then watch all the fish come up to the surface and then collect the dead fish so I mean that's it, this isn't like a huge river so to give you an idea of like how low of a, a dosage you need to kill fish in a large body of water so wow. that's uh, so there's different you know it's not just and I'm just using it as an example there's a handful of plant additives and organic additives or, or something you know neem cake is also not okay for fish neem oil uh you have to be extremely careful when using it you know you really need to use something like azimax or Azatrol or something like that that's more of a refined um uh, product rather than like don't definitely don't use cold pressed neem oil in your aquaponic system that'll again also kill your fish pretty quickly
7: that's good for somebody who like me to know so if i come across that on a regular forum from somebody
0: i'll, I'll know that
7: i don't like neem oil much anyway so so definitely not good enough for systems. No need no
0: more. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You kind of have to. It, it's it's can be a little trickier. Um, but uh. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth it, and it's it's fun, especially if you're used to working in the, you know, with plants and fish and microbes and all. It. it it's kinda neat to see how, you know, one little change, especially something like dosing molasses or, or vodka or or spirulina or, you know, labs can have an enormous impact on a system much different than it would in a in a hydro or soil in terms of, you know, how quickly it responds. It's kinda neat. And the speed of growth in veg and aquaponics, I don't I've never seen cannabis plants grow as fast as they do in veg in an aquaponic system. Like hands down in soil hydro you name it. And, I don't know, you guys I know aquaponic dummy and some of the other guys here have, have grown other methods. Would would you guys agree with that or
3: Yeah, I would say I would say aquaponics is I don't know, kinda stuff is is probably the best or fastest method I've grown in. I mean, well, hydro is, is a close second, but I I don't know, I'd still lean towards aquaponics.
0: Yeah, especially in veg. String flour, they're all pretty similar. Um, at least in my experience slightly faster in agaponics and some strains like five days faster but I, I've never seen anything more than that have you had any difference in flowering times or
3: uh well okay well it really depends on because I veg for so long uh, the other the other thing is yeah. i I veg and flower in the same nutrients throughout I, I use flowering nutrients through the whole growth so I know that that affects my veg and flour, and I try to get a nice medium between the two, you know, and I know uh, a lot of aquaponic guys will, you know, adjust their nutrients to what their, you know, what stage, what what life cycle the plant's in, but I don't, I just go with uh, flowering nutrients throughout, but yeah, I I would say uh, it's, I I guess it would say, I would say it slows down a little bit in flour, uh, but I don't know, I'd still lean towards aquaponics growing a little faster. Or maybe maybe hydroponics as far as flowering. Maybe that would grow a little faster than aquaponics, but
0: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Alrighty, um it looks like does anybody else wanna enter into the, the win the uh, the contest here is it like kind on of the last call if you wanna enter in to win the nutrients. If not, uh I think we're gonna give it to ECSD. <laughs>
3: Hey, he's been noticed. What do you know?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, All right, so uh, ECSD, uh, just uh, either contact me or Steve after the show on uh, uh, Facebook or uh, the uh,
0: uh, Growing With Fishies. I have his oh. email. If you just shoot me an email, I'll forward you his, and y'all can work it out. Cool. Cool. Yeah, he was on the show for a little bit uh last episode or the episode before. <laughs> hey no kids on the show.
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little yellow
0: fish
7: pops up for the children. Right.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Well, does anybody else have anything else they wanted to go over before we wrap things up?
5: Yeah, I would actually. Sure. I made a uh, YouTube channel while uh, on the podcast tonight. It's called Coyote Grows. I'm going to start posting some stuff
3: on there.
0: Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Cool. Send me me a message on um, uh, Facebook or email and I'll I'll add it to the description. Sounds good. Yeah,
3: send me a message on uh, YouTube because I'd like to check
5: it out. Yeah, I'll reach out to all the AP channels.
3: Cool.
5: All right, guys, I got to wrap it up. I got the little one.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. We're-
5: hey, thanks guys. I had a blast.
0: Take it care. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Good night. Does anybody else have anything else? If not, I think we're going to wind it down. This is definitely, I think the longest episode we've ever done, but it's good because it was a holiday. I feel like we had a lot of amazing guests. We had, uh, you know, uh, your writer talking about cancer and, and cancer treatment with cannabis. We had, veterans we had a bunch of really good grow talk today um it's a shame that uh uh, marty was having technical issues and stuff like that but um uh we'll hopefully get him on the show again next week and um thanks again to all the people that joined us today um definitely check out my description i'll try to make sure i get everyone's channels in the description uh for this and um yeah and uh we have a running list on the aquaponic um cannabis growers group of youtube channels i'm trying to keep it updated if you're not on that list and you're an aquaponic cannabis channel, um, be sure to post up in there and then I'll make sure I added you to the sticky um, just to make sure we're promoting everyone that's kind of pushing this, uh, you know, pushing this grow method and, you know, making sure people can find other people that have, you know, run into their problem or need you know, advice or questions and things like that as a way to network. Um, and uh, yeah, check me out at uh, Um You guys can email me at potentponics at gmail if you have a question um what else marty's channel is uh ap meds he has his uh patreon definitely check him out i forget the name of the patreon but um um, he's pretty easy enough to find um and uh thanks again to aquaponic dummy uh you have a youtube channel yes
3: yes aquaponic dummy i don't i think that's the i think that's the name aquaponic dummy you can just search youtube for aquaponic dummy you'll find me
0: now where you did you used to be aquaponic cannabis or is that
3: some other guy well, there's there's another guy that's, I think I'm cannabis, or aquaponics, with an S, cannabis.
0: Oh, okay, and he's aquaponic. Okay. So, cool.
3: so like, I know that he's uh, he's from Boston. He's a cool guy, too. He's from Boston. Uh, he's just not, uh, uh, he's just not me, you know, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I was always curious if those two were the same. Just, like, maybe one got... Band or something I don't know. There's all kinds of weird shit with Facebook and YouTube and stupid naming shit. So
7: Aquaponic Dummy had to fight for three months to get his Aquaponic Dummy name back on Facebook.
0: Dude, my the account that has uh, Potentponics uh, Facebook is like locked because the name is <laughs> Potentponics on the name, like first name last name, and uh, they like refuse to release it. So I have like no access to my business page for aquaponics now because that's the admin account for it so I've been like frustratingly trying to get them to like turn it over to my other account and it's fucking annoying so they told me I had to use the name I use every day
3: what my friends call me and all my friends call me dummy I don't know how to (laughs) describe it yeah right. so I they they needed uh, you know because aquaponic dummy you know it's it's (coughs) I get Deliveries and stuff under Aquaponic Dummy, so I use that for for my verification. Between that and the fact that I made myself a discount card with a store, (laughs) with you know, it has to have your birthday and your name on it, and then you have to have uh, another something else with your address and your name. Right, two two verifications of Facebook. That's how I ended up getting it back.
0: (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) i will have to do that then, I guess.
7: For no reason, too. It just was gone one day. LaBelle, probably just like yours. Yeah, same thing.
0: Somebody just annoyingly you know, reporting you because they're pissed off or whatever want to be a troll. Yeah. Well,
7: if you guys want to share with me, I just wanted to share with you that I recently opened up a Roger Latewood channel on YouTube so that I could make my videos for that rain gutter grow system open for Mm -hmm. him. I said I do. So if you guys want to share all your stuff, you know, if you want to look me up, I believe it's there. I'm thinking off the top of my head. It's been a few days since I was there, but I did it so I could upload things, uh, videos to Facebook because it seemed like Facebook could never upload my videos. It would hang up and I'd waste an hour and then it would break. So I finally went to YouTube and it just shares it right there. So it's done. So I have a, I have a video channel that I, and maybe I'll try to do some kind of small, Aquaponics rain gutter system this year, maybe. There you go. You know, it, it shouldn't take that. Maybe a 55-gallon drum and, or something. And,
0: um,
7: sure. I've got a 500-gallon too. I got a 500-gallon reservoir doing nothing.
3: What um? So, what is the fish other fish tank? The 12-foot by 12-foot uh, swimming pool. That that's but, exciting. Yeah, but that's going to be. Now
7: that I talk to you guys uh i would love to do that because i've got the infrastructure to build in the greenhouse to build over it so i could keep my fish shaded and all that stuff you know in the day but you know and and, uh keep it pretty cool for them and uh compared to 110 outside and and but the but the 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 size grow system that you guys say i could do up of that i don't have the money to build that so i'm thinking Smaller pool.
0: <laughs> well, you can. You don't have to build it that big. That's just what you could. What that size fish tank would support is all. Well.
7: Yeah, and then I could sell fish. That'd be one way of, uh, you know, like you said, keeping it. Like you know, having so many fish, not having so many, or like you, how you, how much you repre, repre, restock, I guess. But no, I think actually I've got containers. What don't? What you think? You have a decent system if you use a five hundred gallon rest. Oh yeah. That's right. Okay. the I've got one. I don't have to spend any money. There you go. I got a round, I got a round, you know, nice with a dome on the top. Five hundred gallon of poly really white poly, you know, similar to the tote. Same well
4: that's bag. even better with the lid on it.
7: Yeah, I got a yeah, I can screw a lid on it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So well I'll be seeing I'll share with you guys and you guys can guide me. I've always bugged Aquaponic Dummy and I talk all the time and about and share all this. He's really taught me a lot. Yeah, shared a meter. He gave me a meter that I didn't realize you could. Well, I guess I did, but you never think about buying meters to measure each individual mineral. And that's something that I learned from him. That's really intriguing.
0: And I don't oh, yeah. think people you can balance. You can balance your system so much better, and you can spend way less money in nutrients because you can just dose on what you need at the time. Um, although certain different nutrients are more expensive or difficult to test for, but, you know, if you really, really want to get into it and really learn, understand it, you know, Hannah Checkers, LaMote, Le, Hannah and LaMote make really good, um, you know, test equipment for all different kinds of stuff, uh, you know, nutrients across the board.
7: Yeah, so that's, that's something people, most people have no clue about, that they can yep. buy something and actually like you were talking earlier about how much potassium or how much this or that to put in. And then Mm -hmm. the whole time I'm thinking about those meters that measure just potassium or just iron. In fact, that's what you sent me. Because I said it's three parts per million of iron I add to my reservoir. And now that I'm using liquid, it's, you know, I I literally figured it out by working it out by making the mix without the iron, you know, and adding it till I got it up. and then Aquaponic Dummy sent me what the iron, the meter that just measures iron. And I said, now oh, that makes my life so easy when you're mixing 300 gallons. And you only need three parts per million of iron. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. But it, I love the way you guys had it dialed in. See, for a long time, how long have you been doing this?
0: Uh, I've been doing aquaponics specifically in one form or another for, fuck, I don't know, 16 years if you count river tanks and reptile tanks that had integrated, you know, circulating water systems to, to feed the orchids and stuff. But uh, food production wise, about six or seven years or seven years and then cannabis for the last five.
7: And when do we're sharing it like now internationally?
0: Oh, what do you mean?
7: Well, like for the last five years since you started doing cannabis, you started posting on YouTube and Facebook. Or? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work for the aquaponics source. I ran their research and development and was the head of oh. the cannabis program and all that stuff. So.
7: Oh, okay, okay. I guess I didn't know that. Well, well that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> then,
0: they, then they changed owners and uh, I went a different yeah. direction. and.
7: That's why I left cannabis.com. Yeah, maybe I like can a it because it changed owners. Yeah, so-
0: is there other websites you'd like to plug? Since we're starting to, we're going to wrap things up.
7: Oh, if you don't mind, I, well, Dummies, Dummies my st- online store that we're going to try to. You're basically going to. We're going to give you. A, you know, we're going to. Uh, we we've got an online store open up called I ILoveGrowingSupplies.com, and we're going to have a live professional grow chat there. Um, uh, with, like I mentioned earlier on the podcast, where we're going to have a, a department, especially for you veterans out there and uh, we want to give you some place to have support, talk to somebody that's been there, because that's the only way they can get support. They have, to, it's not always, they can talk, you, but they, they're much more, veterans that, disabled and PTSD veterans are much more comfortable talking to other men that have been there or women that have been there, somebody that's been there, and I want, and we want to provide that. So that's about the only plug, and, and uh, if you just want good all-around cannabis advice, come visit me or dummy at... Um, um, I love growing marijuana.com we'll buy some great genetics. You know, I'm sure Robert will love this. We let him listen to this
0: <laughs> But I
7: appreciate you letting us plug. Thank you very much You're
0: too Absolutely. Kind, Mr. Steve. Yeah, we'll get you on the show again here soon uh, uh, Brian grow do you want to uh, plug your sh- your channel? I think it's- Oh
4: yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, check me out. Uh, Brain Grow, B-R-A-Y-N-E-G-R-O, uh, at uh, Instagram and YouTube, both the same name. And uh, just look for me under channels or whatever, and you'll you'll see my channel. Uh, I guess just kind of match it up with the uh, little picture you see here, the thumbnail, and that's me. Again, like I said, I'm working on this new aquaponic system, so follow along if you're interested in that. But other than that, that's about it.
0: Awesome. And um, if anyone's interested in taking uh, in-person classes, you guys can. Uh, I teach multiple different classes at Ouroboros. I actually have a cannabis class coming up this weekend. So if you're in California or in San Francisco area, definitely uh, come out and take the class this weekend at Ouroboros, um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, we generally find somewhere nearby after Saturday to go hang out and have a little session. Um, there's a, a nice little private venue where we can do that at afterwards. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, I think there's a film crew that's going to be there doing a piece on us this week or this time. And know, it's going to be really awesome. Um, uh, we're going to get a chance to see Ken's new, uh, fancy, uh, testing equipment for nutrients and, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, uh, we'll uh, uh, have all different kinds of cool stuff for you guys, and appreciate you everyone joining. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out real quick to uh, True Aquaponics. Um, Roger tried to join us today for the uh, for the show. His microphone decided to crap out on him about 30 seconds after joining the podcast, and he could not get that to work. Uh, that was part of the train wreck of equipment we had today. So. Um, uh, you know and thanks again to yo rider for coming on earlier too uh i know he had technical problems and couldn't come back so um thanks again for everyone and everyone's patience um look forward to, to seeing y'all again uh take care and uh thanks for joining us thanks, right for
7: great, thanks for a great evening thanks for having me i really enjoyed it made my night
0: yep happy 420.
7: happy
6: 420.
3: 420. <laughs> cheers